<laughs> oh god um okay cool we're recording um hi <laughs> uh we are uh the lads who game uh and if you're hearing this we it's don't the year 3000 yeah, <laughs> 3, we don't know where you're possibly listening to this at all we're <laughs> we are not going into this with any sort of like specific goal in mind um by any means uh but we think this is likely going to be our most contentious um discussion about a game ever uh and thought it would be interesting to record it and so. rather than hire three separate lawyers we thought <laughs> that it would just be better to record it so that nobody gets hurt in the process <laughs> we're so um just like a little background we're you know we started Ladsu game uh, just as a few friends who were interested in playing Animal Crossing uh, a long time ago, it eventually formed into us wanting to do sort of like a video game book club, which eventually escalated and is now turned into whatever this is. Um, escalated a media, is the right word. a media company. I yeah, think. Real, yes. really a full fledged enterprise yeah. Um, LLC. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're, we're on Instagram primarily at Ladzu Game. We also have a website, ladzugame.com, um, Twitter. Twitter. Let's plug the Twitter because yeah. I feel like we have some good takes on Twitter. Yeah, we're on Twitter. You're just saying that because that was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did secure the Twitter handle yes. and 14 followers you could add to the list if you I know. wanted to. We, and, uh, that same thing, same handle at Ladzu Game. We're also on Twitch. There's nothing there. We're on TikTok. There's nothing there. Placeholders. Uh, but maybe someday soon. Maybe yeah. someday soon. We have a, a Neopets account as well. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> um, so, so basically the gist of what we do is we'll we'll pick a game that we all three play at the same time um either a game that is new that none of us have played maybe some of us have played it maybe all of us have played it uh and so right now we have uh wrapped up uh, uh our, our most recent game in our second season um which is metroid dread um jack i think you have a... yeah um so for those of you who don't know um metroid dread is an action adventure game and it's developed by mercury steam and nintendo epd it was released october 8th of 2021 for the nintendo switch um, the basic logline, if you've never played a Metro game, which I haven't and um, was somewhat confused going in, is that um, it follows the uh, Super Smash Brothers favorite mainstay, uh, Samus Aran. Upon investigating a mysterious transmission on a planet ZDR, Samus faces a mysterious foe that traps her in this dangerous world. The remote planet has been overrun by vicious alien life forms and murderous robots called EMMIs or Emmys. Hunt or be hunted as you make your way through a labyrinth of enemies and Samus's most intense side-scrolling adventure yet. Uh, true to form uh, of the logline, it is um, a 2D side-scroller platformer game. Um, so not of the Metroid Prime series. Yeah. No, it's it's more yeah more it's Metroidvania. The, I think they call them. Yeah, Metroidvania. The original Metroid a, games, like Castlevania. Oh, oh, okay. Metroid. It's this a similar gameplay as far as I understand. There, there is yeah. This was um, for a lot of people a surprise announcement in a lot of ways. People have been 
speculating and their rumors of Metroid <clears throat> Prime 4, which was, you know, their, their first person shooter, which has been announced, canceled, announced, and kind of in development hell, it seems like right now. And then, mm. so this one came up and was definitely a surprise. And uh, as the lads, none of us actually have played a Metroid game before. Correct. Um, and yeah. so this was a foray into that. It's also our first 2D side scroller that we're playing together as the right. lads, yes. for sure. Yeah. Not ever. <laughs> Not ever, right. Not ever, <laughs> but, but first 2D slide score that we're playing as the lads, so we were excited to play. Um, and we we have some mixed opinions. So yes. we're, we're going to um, give ourselves a little intro, give our rating, which we are on the standard lad rating system, mm. if you're not familiar. Uh, one to five lads. Um, uh, some people might refer to them as stars, a five-star rating, etc. It's unlike the metric system because it's only used in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a very small corner of yeah. the U.S. Um, so we'll just we'll give a ratings, a little quick blurb, and then we'll we'll dive into a more like full-fledged discussion here. But um, Jack, if you wanna if you wanna take it away, yes. So am I just saying my number, or and then going into why, or should I say why and then build up to the number? I, I mean, let's, however you however want yeah to however that. you yeah. want however you feel okay. Well, I guess because enough. we're talking a lot about we're about. I, I tease this to you guys separately that it's like I went back and forth between two numbers for a long time. Um, we do half ratings and mm. um, whole number ratings, and I went back and forth between two. And when I went over some of the uh, the language that we use to describe uh, different ratings, unfortunately, I did bump it down to a two out of five for me um, because of the phrases in um, that language. Mm -hmm. I don't. I I think in the language for a two out of five, it says is a bad game, and I wouldn't actually use that for mm -hmm. this game. But the things that did stick out to me were the phrases. Um, not engaging, boring or confusing story, and most importantly, it was a chore to finish, mm -hmm. which was my big takeaway from this game um, without going into too much detail. I think that this game has a lot of objective merits. It's pretty graphically stunning for a 2D side-scroller. There's like a lot of care and thought put into the cinematics and the score and just the overall tone and ambience of the whole thing, and we'll get into that. And it wasn't like a horrible slog the whole way but towards the end i'd say probably the last five hours of it which is the majority of my playtime, um was it just felt like every time i was coming back into the game it felt like a chore that i had to complete because we had decided to play and finish this game mm -hmm. so it just every time i went and i was like this is a chore this is homework it's it, it is not fun for me to be playing this game right now so that's ultimately why i landed on two out of five Gotcha. <laughs> right, um, okay, here, here we go. Yeah, here's here's <clears throat> my long awaited rated a long awaited rating here. So, um, Can I you say that about your own rating. Yes, <laughs> highly anticipated. Highly anticipated, everyone. And I'm gonna piss a couple people oh, here off. Here we fucking go. Uh, I believe <laughs> Metroid Dread is a five lad game. I do believe it's a five lad game. I believe it is as flawless and perfect as possible. I'm gonna read the exact. Um, metrics that we had sort of come up with as a collective which is near flawless superb gameplay story visuals and has an x factor that makes it subjectively special 
It's so oh. funny. You're not. You haven't said I'm joking yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I do want to like. Uh, I, I, I honestly think that all of that is true about this game. I think like for the for the genre that it was doing, I think it's almost as perfect as it can get. I will add a caveat to that, which is that if you look back at some of the games that I've rated um, lower than this game, such as, and the first two that come to mind, obviously, are recently Hades um, and Red Dead Redemption 1, which I rated a four and a half flat, which I will definitely stick with those ratings for those in retrospect. That being said, I enjoyed those playing those games more. I think I would go back to those games before I would go back to Metroid. I think that, you know, I'm probably thinking about those a lot more than I'm thinking about Metroid in a lot of ways. But there's in both of those games and other games, I think there's some like pretty key elements that I'm like, here's here's something that like I really just think it missed the mark of that like perfect rating here. And and all as simple as perhaps Metroid Dread is relative to those games. I'm finding a tough time thinking of any sort of like significant flaw for me that drops it down. So I will add that like this is not my favorite game of all time by any means. There's a lot of games with lower ratings that I love a lot more than this subjectively. But from an objective standpoint, I feel like this is right. for me a five lot game. You're saying that it's for you, it accomplished perfect like successfully exactly what it says yes as a genre as a as its as its ambitions gotcha. it's set out as perfectly there's hundreds of games i can think of that are much more ambitious that mm -hmm. that that even may do like specific like like this is like maybe a better combat system in another game or maybe like another a better this in another game you know things like that but for what like exactly what you said for what this was setting out to do I think it executed it flawlessly and I had a really good time playing it. And there is that X factor for me that we'll chat about in a second and not just the yeah. literal X uh, <laughs> in the game. So, all right, now let's hear, so hear yeah, the prosecution here <laughs> yeah. and, and the, the Simon uh, potentially of the group. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting. Lad Robert. Paula, and then I'm the Randy. Oh, I I'm supposed to be Simon? You get to, I think I, in yeah, this... I, think I feel like this is you're going to come in with the vitriol, yeah. you know? Right. Listen, so, okay, I hear I hear what you're saying, Robert, and yeah. I think that... Um, I think you're shockingly wrong, uh, which we'll talk about in due time. Um, for those that don't know, I have really had an emotional response to this game. And I think that that comes from the simple fact that I believe, a belief that I hold, is that if you want to play a video game, if you if you sit down with the full intention going in uh, to be, I want to enjoy myself, I want to uh, push through any challenges that there might be, uh, and I want to get to the other side of that game uh, and, and play this video game, you should be able to do so. Um, I was not. I did not finish this game, um, despite the fact that I had the longest play time out of all three of us, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken. What was your play time? Ten plus hours. Yeah, I think oh. I think my first run, I did eight and a half, and you did seven and a half seven and to a do half. the first yeah. run. And I haven't played it since beating it, so... And, I, and, you know, and I think in my defense, and I can't believe I'm already defending here, but uh, I think that that says a lot. Like, this can't... This can't just be written off, this criticism can't just be written off as, oh, well, you gave up too soon or you didn't try enough or, or whatever. Um, I put some time into this game 
Uh, and I, I got to a point where, as Jack was saying earlier, it just was not fun. It was a, a brutal slog uh, through, gosh, maybe six of those 10 hours that I put into it, um, which is not how the game started, by the way, which we'll get into because my main point, um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how it started off very promising and quickly sunk. Um, at any rate, I, I ended up going with a two out of five on this. I think this is a bad game. Um, I found it to, you know, going back to the language of our lad scores here, I thought that this was some of the most horrendous gameplay that I've ever had. I think that it truly, like, pushed and exceeded the Switch's limits. Like, I don't know about you guys, but man, my controller could not handle this game. Could not allow me to do what apparently I needed to do on the screen. Do you want to talk about the controls? Yeah, for, for, the, for, for the record, just because I'm, I'm actually not 100% sure, you were both using Joy-Cons, right? To yeah, play? Correct. Okay, and I was using... I the, wish I had a pro controller but the, And the thing, though, But is, that's not an excuse. It's not an not, excuse. Not an excuse. And I'm I, just, just to, uh, you know, because right. that, that can, whether intended or not, good or bad, you yeah. know, can affect someone's play potentially. Like, I know that, like, if I was playing on my Joy-Cons, which have... Which famously, I think everyone kind of hates the Joy Cons in a lot of right. ways. I mean, they're like it's a cool design, but like they mostly suck. I think as a piece of yeah. plastic. So I think objectively, those not those potentially doesn't do well. I'm not saying that that would have like drastically changed your opinion or everything. But, sure. You know. And again, I'm not saying that you're making this argument, but I also think that you can't use that as an excuse. Uh, you being just anyone who would say that, oh well, you need to play this game using the yeah. Pro Controller. You should not have to buy a $250 console and then buy a $60 game and then say, oh, but you can't use the the default controls. You gotta buy the, what is a pro controller? Another $60 or something, I'm sure. Uh, I think it's, because the Joy-Cons are 80 for the set, right? True. I think it's 70 for the pro controller. Okay. So Regardless, I, way, I agree with you. I totally actually. agree with you. Yeah. And, and I, was, I was really shocked um, with some of the gameplay being completely inaccessible um using the pro uh, or the uh, the joy cons i should say um so the and why that's so important too is because ultimately this game is not trying to tell a, a red dead redemption 2 or one narrative and i don't think it has to in order to get a five out of five score like i'm and that's not at all what i'm trying to say i'm not trying to you know say that every game needs to be red dead 2 um but that means that it's hanging its hat on its gameplay and i think it's gameplay um was a miserable experience. I think it was a truly miserable experience. Um, I have never had a game make me feel so bad about myself, uh, and I uh, and I didn't like it. So a two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I I was really waiting for you to say. One. I me too. Okay, so I really here's was. The thing. Here's the thing with that. Really here's the thing with that. I, I thought you were going to be closer to like two and a half, three. And well, I really that was what I. I was really at 2.5 um, in my heart, like and subjectively. But when I looked over the rating mm -hmm. language, the phrase that got me was it was a chore to finish on two. Yeah. And I was like, that is so accurate to my experience. I, I Okay. So, you know, it's tough, right? Because on one hand, I didn't finish the game. And so I'm sure there's a, a lot of our, you know, large fan base that would say immediately, well, if you didn't finish, that has to be an automatic one out of five, um, which I can understand that sentiment. But I, I think that the thing is, for me at least, a one out of five is like a game that is 
clearly lazy or a cash grab or something like right. that. The, the uh, intention was malicious. Yeah, I think that they really tried with this game. I, I think that there is a lot of good things to be said. Don't cut out there, Robert, just for the, <laughs> for the, the record. Um, I think there is a lot of positive in the game um, that we can certainly talk about. Uh, so I, I wouldn't go as far to say that this was lazy or a cash grab. Like, I, I think that it just was poorly constructed, uh, very poorly constructed to the point that like, again, I couldn't finish the game. It was so unfun and so frustrating. And uh, I'm excited to get into that more. I, I think more we talked, I think we talked about, cause we were, we were discussing whether like, you know, you would, should finish the game and like what that looks like timing wise. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I still hold the same opinion that even if you did make it through the game, I don't know if that would have changed your rating. Like I, I don't, I couldn't. That's like, one of the thing is, you, you definitely wouldn't have. There, like, there's, there's a story element. There's story beats that I mean, positive or negative. Like I know you, Jack, had a. And by the way, I'm Robert. I don't know if we said <laughs> we need to say. I don't know if it like matters that much. But. Uh. I, I just assume people not refer to me, but hi, my name is Jack. <laughs> in case anybody wants to know. Um, I'm Jimmy, by the way, the one who gave it a, the second two out of five lads. Yeah, so like if you're we picking favorites. Simon, Paula, and Randy. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been better. good. Yeah. You can refer to us as as either, and I, I think that would be totally yes. I also want to put on the record as well that I'm, pre I'm pretty sure, based on my memory, I, uh, in season one of the lads, our first batch of ten games, gave out the most five out of five lads yeah i think on average had the highest score so like i'm not just like did you guys have two each on the five ratings, I, I had two, one i had one. two i had ratchet and clank rift apart and ghost of tsushima yeah and, and then I, you had red dead 2 yeah and i mean i guess okay. technically both playthroughs of ghost you had a five but like right same, same uh, game. our ratings right. changed so yeah. and then i just had hades yeah. point, point is though like again for for anyone who happens to be listening to this and uh, is unfamiliar with us as you know individuals um i'm not like I'm not like you know I don't I don't make a living off of having like hot takes that are like very critical or anything so yeah I feel like you've mostly been more on the positive actually in a lot of ways compared to yeah. to although Jack you've mostly been the uh, Jack's usually uh, the, the Simon, Simon yeah. so well, to speak I, I okay so there's yeah I just I should put it out there so in, in 26 years of my life on this earth I am constantly uh, slandered as like the mean judge like the harsh critic like the over you know whatever and i just want to say really it's not it's as much as possible it's not an act i'm not forcing it on i just <laughs> i really have a hard time liking things more than i like it you know it's just mm -hmm. i will not i i won't give something the benefit of the doubt if it didn't i, I mean i can confirm jack is a mean person yeah, yeah <laughs> that's well that, that's not what i said i said i'm not a mean judge i'm a mean person we and <laughs> we've we, you know um we recently between first and second season we redid the way that we um calculated our ratings like yes. we came up with specific language it's on our instagram page saved in the stories if you're interested in reading all of them but we we set out to like to really clearly define what each of these ratings mean and i think it helped a lot i think it's yeah, overall i think it's overall lowered our average ratings i think between i mean we're, we're only a few games in but i think generally speaking it's lowered and i you know i would also consider myself pretty critical of, mm -hmm. of art in general mm -hmm. and so like i the five is not without like without a challenge like i was in my head i was like well no it can't be like as i was like yeah. going through but i really couldn't think of something and i think you had a similar comment when you were reviewing hades and that was exactly mm. my thing about hades was 
I when I was playing Hades, it wasn't ever this thing where I was thinking this is the most perfect game I've ever played in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I just truly could not think of anything to critique about that game, and I mm-hmm. and I did enjoy it. Like I was like, this is a great game, and I'm really enjoying my time. And then when I thought about what you were saying about Metroid Dread, which is that it's like it was the most successful version of what I was trying to do. That's how I felt about Hades. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we we've so like just to. Get, like, you sort of get like a little bit on track here we've we've talked about a lot of things um in these like brief sort of like brief and not so brief sort of like overviews but we do have a few topics that we want to dive into a little bit more detail um yeah. specifically starting with if you guys think it's appropriate time well, should um, we take an ad break first yeah first <laughs> first uh enjoy yeah, let's, this. Um, let's just do an ad break ready silence Okay, the ad goes right there. <laughs> so yeah. just put the ad there. <laughs> put the ad there. Um, and then if you can hear the, the Baja Blast in, <laughs> in the mic there, that, that'll be what that is. Uh, anyway, so so get to get a little bit more into the, the, the weeds, so to speak, in the game, um, we the first thing we want to talk about, generally speaking, is uh, narrative and like tone of the yeah. games. Um, Would it be possible, actually... To use the bathroom first. Yeah. Can we yeah, actually ad have break. an ad break? Sure. Ad, this is a real ad this break. This is an ad break. Because I have to pee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just figured. Uh, so we should actually put an ad for Squatty Potty right here. <laughs> <laughs> does anyone out there listening? <laughs> <laughs> he's full of shit and he's about to dump it in the toilet. <laughs> Now that we're all done shitting. Um, okay, cool. So let's 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 go. Let's talk about narrative um, and like just tone, I guess. Um, broadly, so I don't know. What do we? Um, I mean, I thought the tone was great. I loved it. I, I loved, the, loved the horror element. That was one That's thing right. that really, really stood out to me. That I kind of wasn't expecting at all mm-hmm. particularly with the emmy i thought that the yeah. the design of the emmys like anytime you were in an emmy zone mm-hmm. that's what they're called right yep. emmy zones with the like grainy filter yeah. with the like black and white with the the, the sound doesn't we're not we don't really have anything to talk about sound design here but like the only the one of the things i mentioned other than what i thought the mute score was good is that like the sound of the mm-hmm. emmy and the like moments when you would um, roll up into a ball and the Emmy would come right up to Samus and like kind of like essentially like sniff around yeah, like yeah. a beast, I thought was like so good. No, tonally, this game knew exactly what it was setting up to do. I mean, even the um, when you get to the, the network stations and the safe zones and you talk to uh, Adam, 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 yeah, the the fact that the the dialogue and the text boxes are all repeating like you are not powerful enough like mm-hmm. your goal is to survive and get to the top in one piece like you it's not about being an action hero it's not about being a superhero like yeah. th- that was all genius in the way that it, it's really instilling this sense of dread in mm-hmm. you and this feeling of like i am in i'm in danger yeah i think what helped with the um the tone for me as well too and and what maybe is sometimes lacking in these 2D side scrollers is that 
Uh, I liked how periodically it would zoom in on Samus and have almost like a first person view or like a fully 3D view, which I think really sold like, it put me into her sh her boots, you know, her yeah. space suit a bit more than if it didn't do that, um, which just, again, all helped everything be scarier. Like, again, one of my favorite moments, maybe my favorite moment of the game was when you would get the Omega Cannon and have to line up the yeah. Emmy. Yeah. That was great. Um, Every and you would, time. yeah, and again, you'd zoom in and it would, it would put you in an almost first person mode as the thing slowly is creeping towards you. Um, I thought the tone was great, even from the opening menu. Like you, you, you start up the game and it's got this very like doom and gloom sounding soundtrack. Like the the uh, title card is like buzzing in and out, like a computer yeah. glitching or whatever. Like really fantastic the, tone. The voice of Adam, very like how you know from yeah, Toys totally. Odyssey. Yeah. This movie, uh, movie, video game <laughs> takes a lot of inspiration from movies. Yeah, uh, obviously two thousand one. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's Alien too, right? That has totally. the tracker with the uh, like the red dot that's like above them. Or am I thinking of something else? Or is that Parasite? I think you're thinking of something yeah. else. But I um, do. I actually thought Alien was a really good influence on potentially like on like any just sort of like space mm. horror type game. Really feels like this. I don't know. I could be. I could what be am wrong. I thinking of hmm. not Parasite. I meant Predator. Oh, pre um, you are thinking Predator. Predator. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm not. I don't know why I said. Predator. Yeah, his like his like little eyes. I know that from Fortnite. <laughs> Famous well, I, Fortnite it's like character. Predator. I think. Predator. Oh God, I'm sure someone is like <laughs> laughing on the other side if anybody's listening to this. But I think it's Predator is the scene. There's like they have a tracker, and it's like they have a red dot mm. on the tracker of, and it's like above them and yeah. it's like getting closer and closer oh and closer. no you are talking about alien that I'm is sorry. Alien. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, i thought okay. you were talking about the like the in predator you know he had the, no the, no the no, no i just yep. mean because um with the emmy uh one of the see on the emmy uh in the emmy zones you see uh on the mini map the red yeah. dot yep. yep you can hear it too and that so yeah that's what i meant is that it borrows from that an alien can, in 2001 can we talk about as well for the tone um the backgrounds of these various places that you're going to various planets and yeah. stuff. Um, I think one of my favorite backgrounds was, God, I don't remember what planet it was, but there's a moment uh, potentially um, right after you meet with, God, I'm spacing on the name, real gamer stuff here. Um, the, what is it? Beak? Ravenbeak is Raven the, Ravenbeak the other is the, one. Good is, one. Is the good one. There's, yeah, no, 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 there's, yeah. there's no, I'm thinking here. of Ravenbeak. Oh, you uh, are. I'm thinking, no, Ravenbeak's the bad one. Ravenbeak's the bad one. There's the, it's, it's is here. What we are have, they called? Hawkins? Yeah, we have, we have no recollection of this at all, but in the, on the last page of the, the um, character sheet, this guy. Quiet Robe. Quiet Robe. Quiet Robe. would have never guessed that. Yeah. Give me I, that. I know, I know like two Oh no, not Mocken. What is it? Thola? Yeah. Oh man. We really it's liked Thola. this game. Yeah, we, um, <laughs> so Quiet Robe shuts down the Emmys at a certain point. Yeah. And there's this really cool moment where you go to like the next planet after Quiet Robe. Um, is assassinated and by the way full spoilers in this podcast yeah, I was thinking about it I'll put um, something in the beginning with spoilers and so but anyway like you go to uh, the next section of the planet I should say and uh, in the background you see I think the purple Emmy or whatever yep. is frozen yeah that was and really that cool. was so cool because I'm like all right when is the jump scare coming and the second you see it frozen you're like when when is he coming back well online? because it's been such an established part of the gameplay <clears throat> for so long that you're like well no way did I just have to like trigger this cutscene for yeah. the Emmy problem to like go away it 
there were a few uh, backgrounds as well where they are you see like a boss that you're about to fight yeah. in the background or you mm-hmm. see any some sort of monster that's like being experimented on or oh, something like that cool. yeah. there there is some really and, and this oh, is the, uh, the metal vents popping yeah too. and that's this is cool. the kind of stuff that when I was talking about in terms of like genre of <clears> game and like really elevating it to a point like they didn't need that they've had stuff like that in games like this in the past and even in Metroid games like from what I've seen but the fact that there was so much like detail in the mm-hmm. background of this stuff i thought was like so cool to like run around and see yeah. and like i'll say that that you know that eventually like wears out a little bit and it's not necessarily going to make it like a perfect game by any means but something i really enjoyed for sure i i think i definitely agree with all the tonal parts of this argument i will say the narrative the way that the tone serves the narrative is great but the narrative ultimately for me felt super flat yeah i'm actually interested in if you wouldn't mind like elaborating because i I think i i would i had a great time with the narrative overall my problem is that there are ultimately like two i guess three plot beats to the entire story Mm -hmm. the first plot beat being you crash on this planet you're stranded you have to make your way back to the ship which is like obviously the intro of the game yeah Mm -hmm. the second plot beat is when you meet quiet robe and he's like, here's the situation. This is the antagonist that you fought. is named Ravenbeak. He gave you amnesia because of X, Y, and Z problem. There are, uh, what are the parasites called? X. Um, X the, there are the X parasites that are on this planet. He's trying to use them for his nefarious means. And that then you finally get a sense of like what the greater issue is other than just your survival. Mm-hmm. And then really the last ploppy is the ending twist, I guess, which... I, I would be curious to hear a longtime Metroid fan's perspective on this because I don't know a lot about Samus and mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about the Metroid franchise. But do you know the did you ever did you look up the end of the story or did not, didn't care. So please go for okay, it. Okay, so yeah. again, we spoiler alert, like the end of this <clears throat> game, the plot beat is that you find out that Ravenbeak is Samus's father of some kind. Oh, like that's fucking stupid yeah but i mean so cool (laughs) here's my problem so okay i understand that it's not trying to be like he is like her daddy like he's like her bio like you know he like genetically engineered her or whatever Mm -hmm. right genetically engineered her to like to essentially compete with the x is my understanding because like she has x dna Mm -hmm. so is like uh, unable to i thought she had metroid dna metroid dna so you're totally right she's like metroid okay. dna so she's like unaffected by the metroid and by the x right yes exactly okay. by she's unaffected mm. by it and now Ravenbeak is trying to like is sort of like created and again i I'll, I'll echo what you said which is that i'm not really familiar with metroids like canon by any means but essentially using samus to complete world domination or like whatever my problem with that narrative beat for me was that it's not a payoff there hasn't been a question of who samus's father is in this game it's not like it's setting up this mystery about who created samus or like who why did someone create samus it's Mm -hmm. just samus is and oh by the way did you know that raven b created her because of x y and z reason and so ultimately it's a twist with no payoff it's just a twist and it does the number one thing that i hate that twists do in movies and video games and tv shows which is 
they try to tell you with the music scoring and with the way that the cinematic plays out that mm. this is a big deal and you should be shocked right now. And yeah. I was literally like, I, I, I don't understand. I totally disagree. I think that throughout the whole game, you got these, these moments where, like even from the very beginning, Ravenbeak spares you. And so the, throughout the whole game peppered in, it's like, why is he sparing you? Like, what is his reason for like bringing you here? Because you find out throughout the narrative, I don't remember the exact reason. It's, I mean, this is like not like a super in-depth thing by any means. This mm. is like, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far to say like contrived necessarily, but like with all sci-fi, it's a lot of stuff that's just based off of like old sci-fi novels that everyone's sure. doing for like a million times. So I'm not saying it's like revolutionary anyways, but in any way but the i think the whole like what is what is raven big doing here why is raven big doing here and the other thing that i thought was really cool is with adam essentially raven beak had like been kind of taking control of adam it was it was how i read it at, 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 oh yeah that was weird to me though too because i i didn't understand i was like is the takeaway supposed to be that I've been talking to Ravenbeak the whole time or just right now? I That's I, what I didn't I didn't understand that. I I, I for those not if it's unclear at the very end of the game when you go to beat Ravenbeak, um you talk to Adam one more time and then it is revealed that Adam in this particular scenario is Ravenbeak talking to you. I think Adam if I'm not I'm not 100% sure um like what's, what's, the, what's, what the, is the wikipedia what's, what's, say? What, what is what is that <laughs> all right uh the guy the, is he connected to the ship yeah, yeah. so yeah, i think i think adam is the control samus's gunship yeah and so adam's in the game so i don't think it was the entire time i don't think adam mm -hmm. has always been well, well but i mean maybe but, like, but maybe i mean i i see i don't think of it as confusing i think of it as, as a mystery that like doesn't see, necessarily need to be solved. and i think that like this game and, and these types of games that are more focused on less of a narrative and more on gameplay, like, didn't need to have that complex of a story. Mm. And I, while I did not get to that plot twist, as you heard moments ago, my immediate reaction was, like, that's dumb. I, I don't think... I, I agree with Jack because, like, I don't... I, I feel like I... Uh, th there was never a moment where I had that question of of, like, are they related or like is this a past foe that samus has had i was just bought into the idea that there's a strong alien out there and samus has to deal with it you never and got those you never had the question of like why is he i mean, guess i forgot about the fact that he spares her in the beginning but honestly well but, we'll talk about it in a little bit too but one of the big issues that i have with this game is that it was really hard to tell remember where i was picking it up again mm. between play sessions well so I think that probably contributed to my confusion because I, I truly forgot that that was the intro. I thought you just escaped or something. But I, And to go back to that, that point of like, he spares her. I, I don't know. I just, I, he spared her. It didn't immediately make me think that they had some sort of like deep, you know, familial connection. I, I didn't think so either. I, I was, I didn't have that question at the end, which is I think why I liked it so much is because like, why did he spare her? They kind of like alluded to, oh, maybe she can be like the key to something. And I think she is, but I also think just that element is is interesting. And again, may, I'm not familiar with the Metroid lore. Maybe that kind mm -hmm. of like fucks with a bunch of stuff that like mm -hmm. has been established prior. I so just I wonder no... if that has been a more of a through line for Samus sure. as a character between games, which is that she is curious about her origin. Right. Yeah. And maybe that and this answers the question and maybe that is, a, is exciting for a long time Metroid fans. However, I still feel that it, anything that you do like that should make sense in the context of playing it 
alone. And yeah. I, I would actually take one of the points that you mm-hmm. made, which is that, which I don't know if you were necessarily implying that this is a negative, but the like three plot, three plot point beats are. Whatever. Oh, I was. I meant that in the pejorative sense. Yeah. yeah. So like, I actually think that that is a positive because you mentioned like I don't. You said I don't think Jimmy. You said I don't think a game needs to have like this complex story. Right. I didn't think it was overly complex. I guess maybe it's possible that I was just like. I was not thinking about it as mm-hmm. much and I was just like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's interesting kind of thing. But I thought it was the perfect amount of story where mm-hmm. it wasn't just like this constant barrage of like lore that would totally not make sense in a game. Yeah. And, but, and I think if it didn't have any of that, I still would have really liked this game. Yeah. But I think for me, that just elevated it to the end. And so like that, and this is my thing about the narrative, which is that that last like maybe... 20% of the game I thought was so much fun because you have this the reveal that Ravenbeak is the father you have that um you have that final boss fight which I thought was pretty cool we'll we'll talk about like the combat and stuff like a little bit later um and then you have you know this this um you know this ex- essentially what like an explosion of like energy yeah. it seemed like and then the ex parasite takes over what you think is the remains of Ravenbeak mm. to form this like bigger monster. And you're like, in my head, I was actually like, oh God, like that was kind of a difficult boss fight. I yeah. can't believe I'm gonna have to like do this again. But the 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 mechanic of that was all you gotta do is hold down the cannon. And so this like really coolly animated, mm. uh, really cool design x raven beak like x monsters like coming towards you and you have that kind of like that first person like yeah, camera yeah. it's just a full barrage cannon you don't have to do anything it's not like a timed event yeah. and, and it's and it's gone and then it leads into what i know only because i've like read which is like an escape sequence at the mm. end of the game there's like a you have to like essentially go back through the whole map like quickly to get to your ship Apparently all Metroid games had that. I mm. didn't know that. They all have that. Mm. But I thought that, that whole, was fun. Yeah. I thought that whole sequence was so much fun. And yeah. like I had a blast playing that. And I don't think But I didn't like the end part of the chase sequence where she gets into the ship and it's like, oh, you can't take off because Parasite is infecting you, and then um, Quiet Robe appears again. Oh yeah. And is alive <laughs> again somehow, kind of, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, I'll fix it. And then it's over. And then it's like, okay, so <laughs> I, I don't know. There were, the reason I mentioned the three plot point thing is, and I mean it in the negative sense, is because I think what I mean by that is not that I think that this game should have had an overly complicated story. To your point, what I think is is true is that this game maybe tried to have its cake and eat it too and try to have like a big twisty turny plot mm. point at the end when really you don't need anything like that in this mm-hmm. game. However, I think what I mean more by the three plot point thing is that Every time you get a plot beat in this game, it's like a big narrative swing that like twists the whole thing on its end, mm-hmm. but there's no detail or nuance or anything like setting it up in between. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was you crash landed on this planet, you don't really get any story for a long time until yeah. you meet Quiet Robe, and then it's like giant lore dump about Metroids and what the nature of Ravenbeak is and why he is the way he is, and then you don't really get any story again for a long time until Ravenbeak comes back, and then, <clears throat> oh, I'm also your creator, and... It's just like it, they're huge jumps in the story put into like very small, minute sections. I, I think that, uh, you know, I agree with you that they had like the the very beginning of the game, a lot of exposition, yeah. lore dump or whatever. And then you get into it, you play a lot, and then you have the, the quiet robe, same thing essentially. And so it, it was kind of like a slop- sloppy story in terms of like not giving it to you in like a... 
a well-paced way. It painted with very broad brushstrokes. And, and so, but the, and I guess that's the thing is like I, that didn't bother me, and I think that's something to make clear for the record. Like, if I'm not mistaken here, Jack, you did not like the narrative. Robert, you loved the narrative. I, who hated this game, didn't have a problem with the narrative. I, I was totally fine with it. I think had I gotten through to that plot point, I might have been more on Jack's side of things with it. But like, uh, ultimately, like for me, the narrative was fine. What brings this game down is the gameplay, yeah. which maybe can be a transition. And, uh, and all, yeah, no, I, I think it's a good time. I'll just say, like, as like a last note about the narrative, um, that I like. I hear what you're saying about like that it is I, I won't make an argument that the the lore dump or like exposition is very not heavy-handed but like it's it's done in a big way periodically. Yeah. I think that if I was playing a game that was more narratively focused, mm -hmm. I would have had an issue with that. Mm -hmm. But because the kind of game that it was, it almost felt like I can't think of anything to really compare it with other than like, you know, you, you play, it's like a, like a, it's a game. And then at the end of the act break, you have this like story that is, you know, it's not playable in a lot of ways. It's just added. So I, I liked that. I thought it was a swing. I didn't think it was, I think it's different than most things. I wouldn't call it like sloppy, but I do understand why someone who and I think this is both of you like really values narrative in a game a lot. Mm -hmm. Like is that is that an accurate like statement? I definitely value narrative pretty highly, only because I I just feel that there are even a game like Animal Crossing, for example, has it it's the same thing. There's not it's not like there's tons of plot beats or anything, but it's like simple and straightforward and but with just enough like nuance and flavoring and you know detail to make it compelling like just you're moving away from home for the first time mm -hmm. you're moving to a new town you know you uh, need you help with you need to help tom nook open his shop yeah. is usually part of it it doesn't have to be overly complex i'm not saying that i didn't like this narrative because it wasn't complex i'm saying that it was reaching for something complex and didn't do it successfully by virtue of being super parsed down and and i would to answer to your point i agree i value the narrative a lot the the narrative in this game for all the commentary i provided on that in this section and my thoughts on the narrative yeah. has nothing to do with my score yeah. I, I think is where i'm getting at yeah sure. like, it was fun. Fully fine. Didn't, it's hard to didn't, view the story in context of if you didn't get to the end. Like, it's hard to yeah. examine it. Well, because I think that a lot of, like, the narrative was just muddled muddled by the gameplay. Even, yeah. and again, we'll, we'll get to this. Because it's just broken a second, up so like, long in between narrative sections. By the time you get to a cutscene, I've forgotten what has gone on between yeah. game sessions. I mean, there's, there's that 100%. I also think that, like, for example, one of my favorite tonal narrative parts of the game was the whole Emmy sequences. And I think by the end, even that, the gameplay of those Emmy sequences started to not age well, um, um, I, which, I, which kind of lowered that tonal thing for me as well maybe we should get into game well yeah, this yeah, actually this is a good this is sort of for me like a structure and narrative kind of element too which mm -hmm. is a good transition which one of the things i really liked was the emmys uh, obviously i think we all liked the emmys generally yes. speaking i the think Emmy generally speaking is yes. the best element of this game that felt unique mm -hmm. singular fun at times frustrating at others but overall like a good 
addition to a game like this. Yes, I I would agree with that statement. And I and I think the Emmys and and for for anyone like listening who's yeah. not super aware, like the Emmys, like you know, there's how many? There's like nine. Seven or seven. Yeah. There's like seven or no, yeah. There's like six or seven. There's like nine planets or like sections yeah. of the game essentially, and there's maybe like six or seven. seven. There's seven Emmys that you're that you're essentially oh there they are have to <laughs> yeah they're all different like colored and you get to a section of the game and it's a it's like it's kind of like a it's almost like a sneak mission right in a lot of ways like the, the game way... tells you from the get-go you cannot defeat these things in combat you have to stealth by them yeah. you have to solve the puzzle basically they have they have zone. different they have different like mechanics like some of them are really fast some of them have scanners some of them yep. can freeze you and like stop you and stuff like that so they all have like different elements but the gist of it is like you cannot fight these things yeah. um you have to avoid them and if they do catch you you have a split second moment to potentially avoid it i don't know about you guys if you ever were able to do that i did it a couple times. I, did I will couple say times, I did it like yeah. I will say with no with no um, hesitation. Loved that. I loved when you got caught that there was a very unclear way of getting out of it, and was very satisfying when I got it. Correctly. Yeah, totally. I think I thought that was like really solid. Yeah. But I think just generally speaking, I thought the Emmys were really cool. And what I really liked is there was the moment that we've talked about before, which was that they stopped them. Mm-hmm. they're they're incapacitated you see that first one and i i, I remember playing it like oh shit like yeah. when, when i saw it and then like oh wait no it actually is frozen because i think yeah. like probably yeah. everyone playing this game it was frozen <laughs> you're like eh, i don't know like yeah. <laughs> i doubt that is and so it was you go through the game and i don't know exactly where you got to the point jimmy but a uh, spoiler where and like probably obvious they end up getting turned back on as, as, point, as, yeah. as, as soon as um What's his name dies? What's his what's his name? Quiet robe is killed, quote quote unquote. Um, they get turned back on. Um, but then I what I really like is that the maybe so when they get turned back on, there's three or two. Do you remember, I Jack? Don't remember. I think there's either three or two. Yeah. And I remember feeling like by time I got to the second to last one, I think there was maybe two after they get like three or two. By the yeah. time I got to the second to last one, I had unlocked essentially all of the like movement gameplay abilities yeah. at that point. I can move fast. I can move continuous. So I actually felt like that second to last one was a breeze. Like mm-hmm. I was rolling through that and I was like, oh, I have like learned the skills. This thing, which was terrifying yeah. to me at the beginning of the game, is now easy. Let me go and let me like... Mm-hmm barrel through this and then the very last one that you face is a cutscene kill if i'm if i'm remembering correctly like you you run up to it and it does get you and then you have this sort of like almost like arcane energy that's flowing through you which i feel like is revealed to be like the metroid i have to back up now for a second because (laughs) i completely forgot about how mad i was about that plot point because it is like I once again, like, not set up at all that there's this gonna be this late in the game. She's got secret power, in, like, in her hand that has nothing to do with anything you've played so far. I, I love that. But, like, like, why? Because, like, because the, the whole time you're knocked out with amnesia, you're getting all these, like, clues, like, something's happening. And even that, 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 yeah. like, kind of blue, like, I don't know if they, like, name it or anything. I'll say that, and I think we probably all agree, I don't really care about the naming things of something. I don't think something needs to have, like, a strong name to be, oh, like, no. you know, yeah, positive sure. or whatever. Um, I, I think, like, this mystery around it the whole time and then this of uh, this at the very end this like 
full realization of, of Samus and Metroid's full potential and abilities through whatever reason that could possibly be and able to take down this thing that was terrifying in like a quick snap. I thought that was really cool. I thought that that like the structure of the Emmys, which this is like, you know, we're, we're talking right now about gameplay in terms of like structure and the puzzles and stuff. We have a lot more to say, obviously, but yeah. that I thought was a really good example of how the game progresses perfectly for me i thought the it's adding just such of a break from the gameplay for me because you it's not an ability that you learn how to use it's just a cutscene ability mm -hmm. it's only something you access in cutscenes it's never like a, oh now you have special hand ability that you can bring into the gameplay yeah. it's just the game saying you've done it you've right succeeded. but but i mean there's I, there was a, there's a lot of different um, mechanics and either like weapons or movement kind of stuff that you gain throughout the entire thing. I'm fine if one of them is like a, you can't really use this, but well, it's, it's cool kind of thing. Sure, it just makes it so that, to your point about progression, where it's like you felt like at the end you were much more successfully navigating the Emmy zones, that is sort of like the climactic power mm. and you don't even have access to it as a player. You know, it is, I, I do want to feel like I have agency over the story to a certain extent and part of a video game is the illusion of agency like obviously we all know that this game has xyz levels to yeah. be you know you're not nobody's pretending like it's like an open rpg where you can like choose your own adventure although there are games that have elements of that and this was this is obviously not one of them i just mean you sh it felt weird to me that it was like kind of for no reason you sort of get this hand ability and beat the last emmy and then it and again, I wasn't clear on the narrative significance. It's like her Metroid DNA or something. Like, yeah, and and I, I guess I, again, I wonder if it has something to do with the larger Metroid. I, I hear what you're context. saying. I I just think for me that particular ability, I understand what you're saying, like wanting maybe like control or agency over it. But to me, I think that was less of a a choice dictated by gameplay and more dictated by that cutscene. I thought was very cool. And so I think they were like, okay, we can either give this to the player and have it be like a button push, like a quick, what it essentially I would assume would be like a quick time event kind of thing or whatever yeah. that you can carry, or we could mess around with the cinematic and the game and, and sort of incorporate it that way. But I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I totally understand. What I, what I, that's the last thing I'll say about the narrative, I swear. But <laughs> um, the, with the Emmy zones, what I will say is that I do agree with you that I do think the progression of the Emmys was really good. Mm -hmm. I felt that I was getting better at it each time. However, there was one Emmy towards the end. I think it was the blue one. There's the one that can track. Oh, that you. was hard. Is it the... Oh, no, it's the yellow one. Wait, no. I don't remember. There was I think one. it was one of the blue ones, yeah. There's yeah. one that can track you through walls. Yeah. And mm. you have to use the invisibility... I, I, I think that my only big gripe about the Emmy Zones was that the invisibility mechanic, at least for me, did not work super successfully. I, yeah, second. Adam that. tells you <clears throat> multiple times throughout the game that in order to escape the Emmys, you must make use of your phantom cloak, mm -hmm. the invisibility mm -hmm. uh, suit or what have you. But um, there were multiple times. I wish I had been recording it so I could show like this to you guys. Yeah. But there were multiple times where I was invisible on the ceiling while the Emmy was crawling underneath me and it would literally jump straight up into me. Well, and it I, was just seemingly it, inconsequential. I, I would add to that that like gameplay-wise uh, of all of my complaints that it will get into, I think the Emmy zones had the least of them. However, to your point, Jack, like there were times where like 
my my strategy with Emmys just like didn't work and it didn't feel necessarily fair. For yeah. example, there's a lot of spots in the Emmy zone that are like little one block for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Um yeah. spots where you're supposed to hide in your morph ball. Yeah. Um where I would like be running around or whatever and an Emmy would see me or hear me usually because mm-hmm. when you're not in the Phantom Globe, doesn't matter how slow you're going, they can hear you and they yeah. will immediately go after you. Yeah. And so they would come and find me. I'd morph, go into that one block hidey hole the Emmy would come through. They'd sniff around like you were mentioning mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I think that's super cool. Very intense. I had a number of just real close calls where I just slid and yeah. morphed in time to hide and that was awesome. Yeah. And then it would just, the, the Emmy would just stick around there. And like yeah. not ever let you go out. And there were times where I'm like, I'm literally stuck because you're just looping in a circle right where I need to be. And the second that you move again, even if it's just a, a little bit, if you're not in the, the phantom cloak, they're on you again. And I felt like there was a few times again, ultimately if that was the only thing that happened, the rest game didn't have problems, which I had major problems with. I don't think I'd be complaining about it or even talking about it, but I do think there's a few times at the Emmys where I'm like, okay, this is, not fun. It's just more frustrating because, like, this Emmy yeah. seemingly is like a god that cannot be bested. Um, also, too, did you guys ever have a moment where, like, and I had this happen multiple times, where I'd like walk into the Emmy zone. The Emmy would be in front of me, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, I just have to walk out." It happened like I have four to, or five times. I have yeah. to restart. There's nothing yeah. I can do about it. Cannot get around, so I'll just try again to get a better load. Well, because they, because they, they have, they had. I turned the game off once before, like, to, and because I kept walking in, and it was right there, and I well, turned the game off and then reset it. Because that's like, what are you supposed to do in that scenario? They have, There's nothing to do unless you get that ninety-nine point nine percent. Or the 0.1% uh, chance that you deflect its thing. So I think that when you leave the Emmy gates and mm-hmm. come back in, it will mostly start in a couple of different places. Like yeah. it, it mm-hmm. would it would be the same two. And then the Emmys have a path. And so to the both of both the invisible visibility thing and the like trap thing though that you mentioned, mm-hmm. I would argue that it's it is for me it felt more like an exercise in patience which was really challenging at first but when you figure out their paths you know that they're going to go on that place and you have to be invisible not only be invisible but you have to be invisible in a specific place and for the scenarios that you're talking about i think those happen and at first i was like well what well what am i supposed to do here but i to me, and I don't know if this was something that they intended for you to figure out or if it was just like I figured out, you do have to trigger them a little bit and get mm. them to a different place and then go hide again. Well, I think that this is a great thing that to bring up because that sounds like a mechanic or a strategy that how would you have any way of figuring that out without reading some sort of guide? Yeah, well, and I that happened like... in multiple places where it's like there is a, a part of this game, a strategy or a direction you're supposed to go that I have zero clue how you would figure out if you didn't have a walkthrough. Um, and I I think that's a problem. Like, I don't think a game should need a walkthrough. I, I, I used, so just full disclosure, I IGN has a walkthrough that I use sometimes for figuring out not how to beat an enemy but how to navigate from from like what's the next step right because you use elevators to get to the next locations and stuff like that there was maybe two times that i was like i i feel like i missed something or like i'm going in circles and i can't figure out what to do so i did use a a guide a couple times but for the particular circumstance that you're talking about the emmys i didn't use a guide and Mm. so like 
it's not, I, I think it's not like clear cut necessarily. Like it's not laid out to you. And maybe this was because like, uh, I, like I had just played a game where there was like paths like that in, in, a, in an NPC or like an enemy. And I was just sort of like going off of that, but like, I, it was something that I did figure out. So yeah. I would contest your like need a walkthrough thing, but I do understand how like if you didn't get it initially for a myriad of reasons that yeah. I don't think is necessarily like your fault, but like yeah. you just didn't get it. I understand how that would be frustrating. Well, I will say that I, so because I fall more on your side of it, Jimmy, what I will say is that I got through it. Like yeah. I did yeah. finish no. the game, but and this is one thing that will speak to like sort of my larger overall takeaway with this game is that whenever I did get through an Emmy zone, it didn't feel like it was because I got through it because I was rewarded for patience, thought, creativity. It felt like I got through because I got kind of lucky on that particular one through. It felt like a lot more often than not, I was not i don't want to say punished because that sounds like it was like the game is like malicious which i don't think it was but there were more often than not i was in a situation in the emmys and where i was getting cornered like you said mm. where i couldn't find a way out where i was invisible and it still hit me somehow mm. or decided to jump up onto the ceiling right even though i wasn't moving and was invisible and yeah and that was what was frustrating to me is that it by the time i got through the emmy zone it just was like a real it was more of a relief than it was like a wow, I really like sat there and worked that out, you know, and figured out the problem. I, I would say as well that I I also, I did not finish the game as we all know, but I did. I just want to make you say it again. I know, I'll just say like, before I, I, I know I'm going to cut you off. I know, I honestly, I don't think that changes like how you can talk about the game. Like, sure, sure. It, like you can, maybe, maybe you can't say to like the end of the narrative or whatever, but I think you played enough that you could like, yeah. for, for anyone, the Emmy zones, yeah, for least, anyone yeah. who's like, oh, credibility, like I think that's bullshit. Like yeah. I think you, put enough time to have like you know and, anyways and my point too was that like i i i didn't not finish this game because of the enemy right like, i right, got through right. it and I, again i think if i didn't have my other complaints um uh, you know maybe i don't even mention this like handful of times where the emmy zones felt like a little like weirdly balanced or yeah. to get to or whatever like i think ultimately the emmy zone is my favorite part which <laughs> yeah. is telling considering i had a couple of, of notes on it I, I, so i think and this just leads into something that i think you jimmy want to talk about with the mm. with the gameplay but like i i disagree with you in mm -hmm. the emmy zone and in i jack i think i always felt when i bet when i beat a boss when i got through an emmy zone i always felt like I had done it enough times. Mm -hmm. I had I had died, gone through whatever enough times, and by the end, I was like, "Oh, I understand how to do it now." Like yeah. I've I've mm -hmm. learned, I've learned the paths, I've learned the mechanics, I learned the strategy. So I just left it challenged, and I felt like, "Oh, mm -hmm. I left it. I know what to do now. It's calculated." And there's like always going to be like a little bit of like luck in something yeah. like this, just generally speaking. But I always felt like I had I had learned the skills to do it, and that's not a uh, a you didn't learn the skills to do it kind yeah. of thing in more just like a the way that i yeah. interpreted the challenge which i think is we'll talk I, about I difficulty like later. bosses i agree with you on the bosses i thought they were well designed and um hard disagree well i felt like <laughs> i i felt like um by the time i got to the end of the bosses i understood the uh, the goal like how i was supposed to take them down it just with the emmys because they are like a, there is like a random i mean i know there's like a path but there is like a slightly randomized element because of the fact if you 
if you trigger them, you can trigger them to you know, break they their can, path. Yeah, they yeah, move totally. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just made it. I, I really got sick of seeing that damn cutscene every time where they catch you. Oh yeah. I really. I just was like, by the Some, end of it, I was just so like, if I well, watch this scene one more time. Something about that, I, I really liked it every time. I, I, you know I, liked I liked it every time. Uh, well. And actually, um, uh, Shelby noticed a few times. My girlfriend, because we, <laughs> we at the lads. Yeah, just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We, um, but she. <laughs> I was gonna say we all. I was gonna say we all have girlfriends in full time jobs. I don't. Uh, for the reader out there, I don't have a full time job or a girlfriend. <laughs> um, but I, I did, I did have a full time job and a girlfriend before the accident. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. I did have a full time job, but uh, the, not anymore. But there, there was, um, there's a few moments though before. Uh, where like Shelby walked through and like noticed an Emmy get me, um, yeah. and sh- her reaction was my reaction, which was always one of like it was very um oh God, there's a word that I'm looking for, but it was very like intense hardcore like the Emmy stabs you through the face, and I thought that it's that brutal that brutal like. And, and again, Shelby walked through and be like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> yeah. for a Nintendo game or whatever. And so yeah. I I enjoyed that. I really like the Emmys. I really like the Emmys. I think that. My gameplay issues with them were small compared to others. I, I, I would agree. It was you, definitely my favorite part for sure. Just towards the end got a little tiresome. You, you said something that actually stood out to me. Wait, you, you corrected yourself on punishment. Like that you felt like you were being punished. I just feel like the game isn't intending for that. It I, just felt like... No, I actually think it is. But I think that's good. I, and I don't know if that's like the yeah, like masochistic so, of me. But I think it yes. is punishing you. And I think it, it is it is so deliberately challenging. It is hard. I think most people will agree that this is like a hard game. And I and I know that we'll we'll talk about like general difficulty in a second. But like this is something. This is a potentially a good transition. The the Chozo guards are the, the right. They're called the Chozo guards. Chozo guards. Yeah. I think that like there is there's a lot. Those that's like is essentially they don't think they don't call it this, but like it's essentially it's a mini boss, right? I think is that like a, yeah. a, a yeah. proper way to just like so like every once in a while you would come across this this section of a map where you would be locked into this room and you had to beat them essentially, right? Like mo- most of the time that's what it was. And it was sort of like a it's mini like boss. A, yeah, it's sort of a boss battle, but not like fully fleshed out. Just like they're more like- Yeah, not like things. an end of the thing, like big cutscene or whatever. But yeah. you would have these things. And I and I, and I know we've talked about like, you know, do, going through it multiple times and feeling like it was like punishing and stuff like that. But I always finished it being like, oh, I get it now. Robert, what's that number? 20, <laughs> what's that for, for the record there's for, for the record uh jimmy has a note up that says 21 which i know is referring to the amount of times it took him to beat one of the chosen guards it and took to, me 21 <laughs> times into that i would say rookie shit rookie numbers <laughs> so okay let's get into it because this is my main thing and and for anyone listening and for the lads with me at the table this is either you're either going to hear this and be like oh i get your point and i agree with you or you're going to be like i disagree and then at this point, my opinion uh, isn't going to change your opinion. But I think that this game started with such fun boss battles. Why such... <laughs> just? I'm sorry. You're, you're, I, I feel your passion. The this is it's, it's, it's gonna like pick picking up, up on the, the mic. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, I know. Up. Let the record show. Jimmy's right. trying to break through the table on Ooh, the mic. My grandmother's table. <laughs> I, I inherited <laughs> after she died. <laughs> Hands off the table. This game started with such fun boss battles. Yeah. Uh, I believe the name was like 
the the two that I'm thinking of were like such perfect like Zelda style boss battles where they were very cool set pieces yeah. and um fun puzzles that you had to learn the strategy for to beat. Uh it was the sea monster one. Yeah. Uh, and then the dragon one, I think its name is Crave or whatever. Yeah. It was Lo- the, the, in the lava, The right? lava one yeah. and the underwater one. Yeah. We all know which ones those two are. Those were great. For the record, I did those like eight times a piece or whatever. And those boss battles, after every failure, I learned something that was then applied in the next go around. For example, um, I felt like a, a sincere sense of gratification when I learned... Uh, you know, for Crade, the lava beast thing that, like, you were supposed to shoot some of the projectiles uh, and just dodge those, and then he would fire the three darts into mm-hmm. the wall that you were supposed to, like, scale yeah. up to the top yeah. and hold on so you could actually shoot him where it hurts. Yeah. Brilliant. Thought that was great, because the first time you go in there, you have no idea what to do. Right. And yeah. so you have to observe that process and then learn that you can jump on those different levels to get to where you need to go. Um, same with the underwater boss, like, Many times where I'd like avoid some of the things and then I'd get an opportunity uh, to like use the grappling hook up on top of the ceiling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'd go up there and I was like, great, I figured it out. That's what you have to do. But then you realize that you're going so slow across the top and that, you know, by the time you get halfway through the, the Mm -hmm. main monster has woken up and and is hitting you again. So it's like, okay, what do I have to, oh, then I realize I have to like hit the generator first and then grapple up. It was a perfect system where you had to play it a few times to learn uh you know the puzzle or the the strategy to beat it and once you did you would beat it maybe you take two three more times to like string it all together but you knew what to do there's a moment in this game where they abandon all thought and (laughs) all creativity and all interest in putting together like rewarding boss battles and i think that the chozo guards are emblematic of it because there is no puzzle there there's nothing to be figured out there is no strategy to learn and in fact should you try and use a strategy you think you learned they will punish you for it i know i've been talking for a bit now but if you'll give me just a few more seconds when you first beat the the first chozo guard one of the things that you have to do is like it has that like counter attack it's like the one attack that it can do that you can counter. With a little like white flash that right. indicates um, that you oh, can like the, counter. Oh, the parry mechanic. Yeah. 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 And there is, um, you know, that's essential to beating. You have right. to be able to parry it. It's the only way you can like really damage the things. Yeah. Um, there's another way that you can trigger one of those uh, counter moves when you, uh, and I wish I knew the name of the attack, but like there's a moment where you can slide under one mm-hmm. of the long shot attacks yeah. mm-hmm. and it will immediately trigger a yeah. counter. Mm-hmm. So, I learned that from the time that you battle the first Chozo Guard. And when you go and battle two of them, if you slide under, it does not trigger the counter attack. And that to me was such a, a piss off. Cause it's like, here I am trying to apply knowledge that I gained in a previous fight. And now all of a sudden they're just not doing it. And I, and I think that to me was like so annoying. Cause it's like, what happened to the interesting creative and and strategic fights now it's just can you get your joy con to fucking work as you're jumping across (laughs) the map 
I would I, be curious to know your I thoughts. agree with you. I think thank you, thank you for allowing okay. me that, that moment. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, but let's let the defense get in there. Yeah, I, um, I totally disagree. I think... This, so, <laughs> Did you play the game? My favorite thing about this whole conversation is that it's like one person goes like through an impassioned, like thoughtful, logical argument, and despite whatever side I'm on, I'm like, mm, yeah, I see your point, and then the other person goes, I completely disagree. <laughs> I, I, I had like... We. <laughs> what was the what was the lesson or the strategy? No, I, I have to get in here. I have no, to no, 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 no. What I, was the lesson or strategy in those chosen? I hear, I hear exactly what you're saying. So mm-hmm. I will make one distinction first. Sure. Is that I don't think that the chozo guards should be held to the same standard as the bosses at the end of a, a map because I think that they're designed to be a different kind of thing. The bosses use particular gameplay mechanics and different they they have unique attacks that need to have that like you never use those individual strategies at any point at any time other than the game i don't think you're supposed to i think like that's just it's meant for that it's meant for these cutscenes and stuff Mm -hmm. i i agree with you i do think that that continued through the rest of those like big boss battles throughout the entire game i felt like that was always there for me and that i had that like moment but with the chozo guards they're meant to me not to use the strategies in an in a individualized setting but more use the strategies that you did with the minion enemies throughout the rest of the map so it's not like you you weren't going to employ the same strategy to the chozo guards every single time you face them by the time you got to the next chozo guard like because this happened like i don't know exactly how many times you face chozo guards maybe like five six times or something like that is that jack i mean i don't remember i mean it definitely well okay there's also we should mention there's a distinction because there are there's Chozo guards and Chozo soldiers. And yeah. this, the, I believe this one that you're looking at, the one with the longer spear is the soldiers. Sure. There and is the, the one that you had the the 21 times, which for the record, it took me 19 tries. So it was also quite high for me. Yeah. Um, w- those, I think, were the guards. Right. I know what you're talking about. So and there was this... Yeah. No, 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 no. It's uh, just all I mean is that there is like a slight distinction, at least for me, because I did find the soldiers to be slightly more engaging just because yeah. soldiers were in the smaller room they were right? smaller and they, would, and they would like jump on they would jump on the walls yeah. do that and they got eventually much got more, infected by x if i'm right. remembering yes. correctly. much yeah. more of a i totally forgot about much them. more of a pattern to those guys and a little bit more of a um a like employable strategy i think what i really agree with you with is that with the chozo guards it felt lazier to me because you face one of them. The, the the first encounter you have, you face one in one room, and it's hard. It was very hard. It's already hard with one. And Didn't then I have a lot of fun with that one. I it was tough. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And then a couple of realms, worlds, levels later, you face two of them. And I remember walking into the room and being like, oh, God, like, one was hard. Like, now I have to do two. And that was the one that took you 21 tries, me 19. 
And then there's another one later on where you face two again. And Which, that, the thought of that is insane. <laughs> that, see, I, I just, I totally, like, okay, so if I, for, thank you for making the distinction between the guards and the soldiers. Because I would say the soldiers, which is the ones in the, like, more yeah, dedicated yeah. room that had that pattern, that I would definitely equate more in the level of, like, the big boss. Whereas there's a specific pattern in there that they're going to use that only happens in that room. And, like, that's the only thing that you face in there. But... In the guards, you even said like it happens two realms later, two realms, worlds, whatever. I don't know what distinction yeah. they're making, like parts of the map later. You've likely gained a few different either like weapons, movement strategies, things like that. And so I felt like those were more like okay, like the the big bosses or the soldiers, where it's like you're using you're you're adapting based on the specific movements that they're doing that are unique to these specific enemies and characters whereas the chozo guards you were employing you're not really caring about like their individual or unique attacks because they weren't really unique or individual you're dealing with all of the new combat mechanics weapons strategies that you have and it, it was a little bit more chaotic and less like patterned and structured but i think i always felt like oh how do i use the new skills that i have to avoid it whether and it was it's a lot of evading it's definitely a game my issue is not so much what you're saying my issue is that what i what i take with it is that it's repetitive yeah it's it's you do each of these things like between the chozo soldiers and the chozo guards i mean it's like nine or ten encounters and it's repetitive and and that's more my issue is that it's like they are they are hard and fast stopping points, which I do think needs to be pointed out because we can distinct them all we want between being a boss and not being a boss, but it's ultimately a stopping point. You can't do something else. You have to get through this this battle, which is kind of well, a defining factor. Well, of I, that's kind of my point too. Again, with all due respect for what the point that you just outlined, Robert, like in terms of the mini boss versus the boss boss or whatever, I kind of like. It doesn't even matter to me. That that doesn't matter because you have to beat them. They feel like boss moments because they are the only enemies in the room, and they're they they're given like a little setup, you know. And it's it's different than I, like, I, I I totally agree. It's, and it's, it's not, different than a normal enemy. I'm not like, I'm not trying to make that yeah. Comparison. But it's like you go from like the crate and the sea monster or whatever, yeah. and even like there was like a hermit crab in the beginning that was kind of interesting too. But um, uh, you go from like those that are like very like fun to go back to the stupid hermit crap for a second it like goes invisible at one point yeah. you know it cinematic maybe cinematic I mean, totally super agree. fun yeah um and then it's just like they stopped doing that and i don't doubt that at the end they probably had another one with ravenbeak or whatever but like all of a sudden it's like they just scrapped those fun encounters and started doing one chozo guard Two Chozo guards. One that Chozo flying, soldier. Two Chozo uh, soldiers. But, but yes, every... that flying bug one as well that they throw into you. There, I mean, there was like probably like I don't know. I played ten hours, five hours of gameplay where the fun bosses not there, and it seemed like every time you had a stopping point, it was one of these gauntlets that really reminded me of like this is the equivalent of like doing those insane Mario Maker runs where it's just like <laughs> there's one way to get through it. Uh, and if you don't write do those it, you don't Mario do Maker levels that have like a 0.1 success rate yeah. or whatever. Well, yeah. And it just like, and the, the thing is like, if, if you want to say as well that it, that it's not meant to be like a grand strategy, it's meant to be evading and using your new weapons. Then to that, I'd say like, 
the Joy-Con made that completely random if it would ever work or be effective in terms of like evading and stuff. The amount of times that I jumped on a wall trying to get the double jump thing to activate and would just hit the fucking wall and then <laughs> drop down the Chozos and beat the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, and again, we can, we can split hairs as to whether that's like Metroid's fault or the Switch's fault, but like they made the game for the Switch. And if I can't use the Switch to play the game, then like at a certain point, like I don't... I think what did make the gauntlet of those those bosses, not bosses, the Chozo guards quite difficult was mm-hmm. that, and we haven't talked a lot about it, but... um like there's a lot of stuff getting mapped to buttons in this game mm-hmm. and it is it, it's rather the, the damaging is rather unforgiving in this game so yeah. it really doesn't allow for like a slip of the finger no, or like an it accidental doesn't. whatever I think, I think i mentioned briefly at one point that um one of the things that i thought was kind of unnecessary was the fact that you have to time the double jump right in order to get it to work yes and yeah. it was just the um it's just little things like that that make those gauntlets somewhat unfun because it's a really unforgiving challenge, which is not necessarily a bad thing by itself, but the mechanics are hard. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on and it doesn't, it just doesn't make a perfect setup for a fun time so much as it does set up a quite a, a difficult challenge, which is not always what I look for in yeah. well, my favorite but games. But that, that, I mean, that, and I don't know if, I don't know if we're ready to talk about just difficulty in general right now. I, I have a I couple like more we're, things. I feel like we're dancing around. I, I feel like I'm, yeah. I, 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 the only other thing I want to say in terms of like structure and gameplay and stuff is something that I really enjoyed that we didn't get a chance to talk about, but was one of my favorite parts. So I'd be remiss not to mention it is I thought that the general progression, and I'll actually talk about this a little bit more in my write up, but the general progression in terms of like learning the mechanics and the different weapons and stuff, not for the sake of combat, but in terms of like navigating the levels, I thought was really cool. Getting getting the suit to be able to go in this new place and having to like backtrack to be able to like, oh like great, now I have this new thing and I can shoot through this door and I can explore this level. And it mm-hmm. felt like every time I got to there, I got a new ability that could help me traverse the space. Yeah. I thought was really when I when I see a game like this, and this is not have been the case ten years ago, but most video games overwhelm me. <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I start a new video game, I'm like, I'm not getting through this. <laughs> like, yeah. There's just like too much going on with the game. I'm not going to be able to get through this. But in this particular instance, I felt like with the a couple of small exceptions, I felt like the way that they manipulated you to go in the right direction was mm. shocking to me. I would be to the point I was like, I can't believe in these this web of a map that I actually ended up going to the right spot mm-hmm. and able and I don't know how they did that necessarily but I just think it's really solid level design and I thought that that is in terms of like structure gameplay mm-hmm. that it's, was like a standout for it's me it's funny you mentioned that and I will say that like it mostly worked for me but ultimately what got me to finally put the game down was a map issue mm. where like I was oh, pushed. Really? That's what happened? Is... Well, it's not, it was really the Chozo guards oh, okay. took the life out of me. I, but that I was had like... this vision in my head of you entering the second double Chozo room. I didn't even know it had. throwing the, <laughs> the Joy-Con through the television. Like... That's a much more interesting story and we can go with that officially, but um, I never asked my fault. <laughs> like, listen, it, it was it was like the Chozos, uh, you know, dropped me in combat and then like, Also double Chozo room is gonna be the next Taco Bell. <laughs> 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 Double Chozo. <laughs> Sorry. Doritos Locos Chozo. 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I felt like overall, like the map design was okay, but there was I wasn't quite as enamored as you were, Robert, with the like getting a weapon to backtrack because one, I felt like they oftentimes didn't. I mean, at least in my experience, I felt like they didn't telegraph well enough that you were supposed to backtrack. There's a few times where like I got lost and didn't know where to go and then read a walkthrough and said, oh, you got to go back to the first planet. I'm like, how would I have ever known to do that? And it wasn't as simple as like, oh, now I can go into lava rooms and there's a lava room in that planet. It was like something more mundane. But anyway, I don't know. I, I guess I don't have too much to add on other than I had a number of points where I was stuck and um, the thought uh, like, I read on the walkthrough where to go, and the thought of, like, oh, God, I got to go all the way from there to that point of the map was, to use Jack's main point, like, not fun. I did I would, did not look forward to it, and, and it bummed me out. But, but see, so when I, that happened to me, usually what happens is if you have to backtrack, because, like, you and backtrack is maybe not even... Well, I get yeah, I guess that's a fine word. But like you 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 beat some sort of like enemy or you like got the you killed the enemy and you got whatever mm. power from that, you had a backtrack. Chances are on your way back, you would encounter something new. Maybe mm. that would be a chosen guard, and maybe in that situation for you that would be tedious more than anything. But for me, it felt like it mixed it up. I always felt like when I was exploring and then, you know, there might be a couple people that say like if I had to use a garden guide in the first place, then that's a flaw in the game, just generally speaking. I, I, I don't know. And this maybe this kind of like ties into difficulty a little bit. I think that like I, I like most games I'm putting at a normal setting now, right? Mm -hmm. Versus in the past I might have not. I might have gone for the hard. I don't really care about that kind of thing. Yeah. If I have to use a guide, I don't really care. I might just chalk it up to being like maybe I was stupid this time or maybe this like worked or maybe it didn't. I could understand someone saying that that means it's a flaw mm -hmm. of the game itself. But for me, it always felt I always felt for the most part, like engaged, like going back to certain situations. But um, I think perhaps that's a great bridge into like, generally speaking, like difficulty, because that mm. is like a huge point of contention for this game, not only between us three, but in the general community, I, I actually spent <laughs> Google is Metroid Dread too hard. I did that oh, a couple I times. The, um, yeah. the synopsis for this, the first thing that comes up was like, is Metroid Dread hard? I I I I, 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 um, I I saw a bunch of people talking about it. Longtime Metro fans, never played Metroid fans, mm -hmm. and everything in between. You know, questioning is this game too hard? And yeah. I think that's something that like you you both think is, and I. Kind of do, but kind of don't. Mm -hmm. And and so I guess I, w I'd rather hear from one of you first. Like, what are, what are your thoughts well, on just the general difficulty of this game specifically? This is the, like, sum up of what I want to, what my write-up will be is I, there have been other games that we've played that I feel have been equally hard, if not harder. The problem for me with this game is not so much about just the difficulty, even though I do think it is a pretty hard scale, it's that it's not... The, something about the way that the difficulty works in this game makes it not fun to play. Mm -hmm. It's not so much about if the actual challenge of the game... Because again, like I, I, I hate to just like bring it back to this milestone, but it's like, I did finish it. You know, it wasn't that it was so hard that it, I could not physically finish it. And I'm sure that you could have eventually 
finished it, Jimmy, had you kept yeah. playing and maybe like quit your job to like <laughs> focus on this, I, like I did. But <laughs> no, just also, like, I don't, I don't think yeah. that that necessarily means that doesn't negate the point. Like, I mean, just like to compare it to something else. Like, I've eat, I've finished a meal that I thought was terrible just because like I didn't, like I just wanted to finish it or whatever. That doesn't mean that doesn't make the meal any better or whatever. Like, so I think that like just right. because you finished it does not is not in the camp of like oh it's fine right no 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 what i that's what i mean is that it's it's not the difficulty wasn't so that i couldn't finish the game the difficult the reason i take issue with the difficulty of this game was because it was set at a scale for me that made the game actively not fun yeah because it's relatively really my a lot of my focus on difficulty in games is the unforgivingness mm-hmm. um you know we I, I don't want to immediately talk about comparisons but like with hades you know when you die in hades which is, it's a very hard game and you die a lot there's always a a buff or a reward for going for dying you get stronger you get new abilities you get whatever yeah. you get story beats with this you know you it's more of a traditional video game you die you get put outside the room. There's nothing f- fun about that. <laughs> so no. Like it, and because this game is, it's not fun to lose. It's just not. And when you lose and you go back to the same spot and you just have to keep it hitting your head against the wall and keep trying mm-hmm. when the game is also unforgiving and you end up dying a lot because the Emmys are one hit kills, you know, and with very few rare exception, a lot of the Chozo guards deal huge damage. If you get hit by one of those three spike things that that um, lava monster boss mm-hmm. hits, if you get hit once, it basically brings you down into the da- like the danger zone, even mm-hmm. if you're at full health, because I experienced that. And it'll only take one more hit from almost anything else to knock you out. Yeah. In a 2D side-scroller where you're dodging lots of projectiles and stuff, it's not an easy task. You know, it's, it's very... So th- that's what I, my issue was, is that between the fact that it's very unforgiving in terms of losing and the fact that when you do lose there's no like there isn't any i mean not that every game has to have like a hades like twist or something where you're losing you get buffed or whatever Mm -hmm. or something but then it just makes it repetitive and then it's unforgiving so you're just going and you're dying i go and i die i go and i die i go and die and when you're wasting like an hour doing that like it's just not fun and so that makes it hard to add on it like not to sound so pretentious but as you know someone who's like busy or whatever like that's kind of what it came down right for me is like do i really want to spend the like you know hour i have a day if that that i am able to like play video games to try a a boss fight 21 times in a row with no variation in that fight at all like just doing the same thing um and obviously ultimately i decided no but (laughs) i think um I think that the Hades comparison is interesting because, again, the Hades, like, gives you enough variation in what you're doing. I also just think that, like, that game is vastly superior in, like, the control scheme and all that. Because I think with the difficulty... We could turn this into just, like, a... So, yeah, I would rather just talk about Hades. Yeah, Yeah. that's so funny because I think... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just I I think, like, gosh, the the control scheme in this game was so bad and... And I think just to echo your point, Jack, um, the boss is so unforgiving. Like, again, the Doritos Trozos, uh, Locos or whatever, like they could hurt you like 21 different ways 
uh, and you could do like one thing, fire a rocket at them or whatever. And it's like oh, if they, yeah, I if hate they, that they um the regular most bosses, the regular blast doesn't work. Regular you blast doesn't work. Do the rocket. Right, regular blast doesn't work. You have to do the rocket, which means you're not moving. You have to hold down a weird trigger combination where you're also aiming at the same time. Yeah, which is which was te- just terrible. I think that was awful. Um, and I'll give you a chance to, <laughs> I'll give you a chance to respond, Robert. I promise. But I think it was. Terrible. Um, throw in a couple of times where I might be having a good run, and then I my double jump doesn't trigger, or the wall jump doesn't trigger, or I jump and I like skim the head of a Chozo guard, and it does damage to me. It didn't even fucking attack me, but I I skimmed it by a, a hair. Yeah, the, and the it Chozo guards me. have that attack too with the um the where. It's not the one that you can counter, but the red. Red one, and you can't, well, and you can jump over, but much taller. It's very hard to get the timing right of that jump, unless, and if you're not, if you can't get away yeah. to one side of the screen, if for whatever, if the other one is there, it makes it nigh impossible to dodge. Yeah. So yeah. you're just assuming that you're, you just have to build in for at least one or two hits, which are very... They bring you down a lot. Yeah, you know? I I think, and this is not scientific. I didn't like track this, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I was able to get hit like five times before dying in that double jo- chosen. Well, room. you you have there's different, and I don't think this matters too much. But like you do have level, like you gain more health obviously as the game goes on. And in theory, yeah. you could backtrack a little bit, search for more like health, and go back. I think that's bad uh yeah. i i never i will say i never did that i never got to a point where i was yeah. like i was I having such a struggle a lot of health like yeah. i had like 700 whatever like it was mm. a lot i it was just they the attack scale with right along with you so it kind of becomes mood i i so it's so funny because like all this stuff you're saying i like agree with the stuff you're saying but mm. i love that like I love how for punishment. I love how impossible it is. And when I when I when you talk about like oh like it's not fun to like go back and repeat it over and over again. Mm-hmm. You I joked kind of like kind of joked a little bit earlier and said that twenty one was rookie numbers. I, I kind of not a joke. Like I I love that. I think that is like such a it feel that to me feels like so like classic video games. And like I. So I will say that I don't think the game was too difficult as it is. I will say that based on what you said, and I know you've said this is not the case a lot of times, but it just sounds like this isn't the kind of game that you like that. Like you don't like that. No, app. I don't. I will say that I'm, I am, uh, you know, I love myself and um, I value <laughs> yeah. my time. And and, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I totally, totally, totally understand that. Um, um, but I just, I think that's kind of what it comes down to is my point is that this is just not your genre. And I, I, I hear you on some of the mechanics. My counter I, argument is Hades. I think that is not a fair comparison. I'm not I, saying that they're the same games, but I think in they, terms of repetition, in terms of repetition, in terms of a difficult game, the difficulty maybe is different in terms of how it's thrown at you, but I don't think it's that different. If you're to zoom out on the video game landscape, in I terms think of that, like difficulty or like in terms be, of difficulty and also just the type of game it well, is. Well, I mean, not it's, a, it's, it's a not little... like a Zelda or a Kena. It's, it's a little arcade yeah, oh, uh, It's arcade yeah. I'll, I'll totally give you that. But I do think a, a really important distinction is that in Metroid, when you die, like mm. you just said, you go back a little bit. Hades, when you die, you go back to the very beginning. And so because you go back to the very beginning, because it's um, a... Um, 
roguelike or yeah. roguelite. I, there's the two. Yeah. I forget rogue-like. the distinction. There's lo- roguelike and roguelike. Because it's not a true roguelite, which would a roguelite would be like you, you start s- back with nothing. Yeah, yeah. roguelike you gain things or like yeah. returnal, I think, is like a roguelike. Which returnal actually, is actually, I feel like more, honestly, I felt it was a misnomer for them to call it a rogue, um, a roguelike because there are some perma upgrades with that game, but um, you're basically starting from scratch. But regardless, I think that like the, that's an important distinction with Hades. Um, Hades is not a game of repetition. I think Hades is a game of, 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 I mean, you do repeat by nature of the game, but I think that like Metroid is more so a game of repetition in the terms of difficulty because you are facing the same thing over and over again with, with Hades. Uh, I, I forget the name of it, but the Minotaur essentially, which is at the end mm. of the like yeah, third yeah. realm or something like that. That was the hard. That was harder than anything I ever did in 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 Metroid for me, and it was really a pain in the ass for me. Not in a negative way necessarily, mm-hmm. but because when you died there, you went all the way back to the beginning, and you spent a lot of time going up to that, and then you would get it, and you may have to feed it again. Hate, and that's what made Hades harder to me. Metroid was easier because I could just do the same thing over again, which I really liked. I but guess what I appreciate about Hades is that it found a way to make a formula based on repetition still feel like new every time, yeah. even though it is repetitive by design. Whereas Metroid, and again, I'm not saying that games like Metroid should aspire to have roguelike elements because that's crazy. Yeah. All I mean is that if your game is not a roguelike and if it's going to have uh, if it's if, if what i'm trying to get sorry i lost my words there but the repetition of metroid is not negated by anything and yet they still set it up with a difficulty level that makes it so repetitive and i think that I, and so that's my that's my problem yeah i think i mean and this this might not be a whole conversation but i, I maybe just a difference of opinions, but I also think that like the repetition part of Metroid where it's like, oh, you start outside the room. Mm -hmm. Like there was a number of, in fact, I think every time you're not right outside the room, you're like 30 seconds away and you usually have to do a couple hop, skips and jumps and Mm -hmm. stuff and maybe even potentially take damage. Oh yeah, there was one where I kept falling in the lava on the way over to the boss room and I was getting so mad. So like, it was just enough to like really just be like kicking sand in your face when you're down where it's like, oh, you're gone and now you gotta watch the entire boss cutscene again and there's and that's the thing is like well you could say that you have to do a lot of stuff with the hades repeats but it's always new and interesting and this is just literally the same thing yeah and that and see i like that i thought that was i thought and i've played and i've played lots of games like that yeah and so my here's my here here's something i'll I'll say um that i think we can probably all agree on Mm -hmm. is that like i don't we'll say about that (laughs) (laughs) I, i i don't i don't think metroid was too hard i thought like i played a lot of games from the era of like say the original 2d side scroller of metroid I, I i will say pretty definitively that i probably played a lot more of those types of games than both of you have just generally speaking and so in that sense i think perhaps this is just more my game than it is your game but i will say i will say mm-hmm. that um I am bummed that you weren't able to finish it because of difficulty. And I do think that while I don't think that's a flaw in the design of this game and that makes it a bad game by Mm -hmm. the way that it is, I will go against what I think a lot of people think, which is that I do think there should be a toggle for difficulty setting. Mm -hmm. I do think that like, 
I don't think I think it's we've talked about this a lot, but I do yeah. think it's it's annoying and a nuisance and it's annoying. I'm repeating myself when there's like an easy, medium, hard, ultra hard, whatever. I don't I don't think that makes sense to me. I think there's if if you need to do something like that, I think that's a critical flaw in the game that you're just scaling it up usually mm-hmm. to be more difficult. I don't like that. I think all games should have normal and story or like some sort of like variation of that or normal and like story mode where there is a designed game and then a game and then one that is made easier so i i think i I don't i honestly i don't know we've talked about this a lot i don't know if there should be a there should be a, a consideration for barrier of entry well, yeah, I guess this circles back around to my uh, my opening statement about, like, if you want to play a game, should you be able to play a game? I also would very friendly and amicably but firmly push back on the idea that this isn't my type of game. And I think that <laughs> we, we talked about this before our podcast here or whatever, uh, <laughs> That I had, that's one of the things that made me so emotional about this is like I kept having this like thought in my head, that voice in the back of my head that said, oh, well, this just isn't your type of game. (laughs) And to that, Jack said it earlier, to that I would say, no, Hades was hard. I loved it. I persevered. I tried. I went into this game knowing full well it was going to be difficult and I wanted to play it. And I think that there are mistakes that the game made in development and creation and design and whatever that made it so I couldn't finish the game. I don't, me personally, and we can agree to disagree, that's totally fine. I don't think it's fair to say that, well, you just had more experience with this type of game and that it is just not my type, me, Jimmy's type of game. I I don't think it's, I don't think it's like I had more experience and that made me like better at it. I'm saying, I say more like I had experience because I have more experience because this is the kind of game that I like. Have you played a game minus maybe some like Mario game or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, have you really played games like this before? I, I mean, or are you a fake gamer? Like a two yeah, D, yeah. like two D, like two no, 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 D They don't really exist as much anymore. Like I Odd World recently, which I played, right. and I didn't really yeah. like that much. But have have you played games like this before? So, I mean, honestly, no. Short answer, no. Um, Long answer. I feel like um, that's an interesting point because, like, no, I haven't. And, but I wanted to like this game. And I and I went into it. You gotta start with, but you have to start with some kind of 2D platform. Just just because you wanted to like it doesn't mean that you. That that's my point. I I don't think I I just think that this is just not your genre game. I would imagine if you played the Odd World games, you probably wouldn't like it for the same reason. Mm. I'd imagine if you play some of like the the new Super Mario Bros games, you might not like it. I mean, I played those before though. The the two D the the new ones like the ones for like the Wii U or like the Um, the I mean, no, but how different are they? I mean, they're, they're a little bit different from, like, the original Mario games. I would say this is probably... I played, like, the Wii 2D Mario. I played the Super Mario Brothers, like, the four-player one um, on the Wii. On the Wii. Yeah, yeah, I played the, that. I enjoyed which it. Which I finished it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Well, I, right. I guess I guess my point is that, like, it, this... I'm not saying it's not your kind of game because it's too difficult. I'm just saying, like, all the stuff you're talking about where it's like, oh, like, you have to repeat it and you just dial over well, again okay, and so- that kind of stuff. That's, I guess, what I'm saying is that, like, I love that. And I can understand why you don't like that, but I don't think that that means it's a flaw in the game design. Here's my robot. I did like it when it was done well. And the reason I know that is because the beginning of this game does it well. 
and then they stop doing it. But I, that, that, so that my rebuttal to that is that I think they didn't stop. I felt like that right. my, my vote, experience. Vote in the comments. My, <laughs> my, my, ex, my experience with it is that the stuff that you talked about liking through the game yeah. continued with me for the, for, for the rest Here's of the game. An and I don't know game. why. I don't know why. It, like, I, I hear what you're saying tonight, yeah. but I, I, it's, it's obviously art is subjective. A lot yeah. of this kind of stuff, I think there's objective yeah. merits, generally speaking, we've, we've talked, we can talk about well, graphics I, or whatever, but I, I think that, you know, it's, it's just, it's interesting. I want to pose an sure. interesting wrinkle, which is that something is occurring to me because eh, we made the comparison about like Super Mario brothers and stuff, which is yeah. that I, I feel that I've played some Super Mario brothers games that are like side scrollers. And it's like the whole point of the game to your point, Robert, is that it's like, you have to repeat over and over and over again yeah. to try to get the level right. Um, but like the narratives of those games are like, it's like not, it's like silly. It's like, it's right. just like, oh, beat Peach, you know. It's just to beat it for the sake of beating it, but it's not this thing of where like, I'm cut off from elements of the game because I couldn't progress further. It's like I get the whole game from right. one level. Mm-hmm. With something like Metroid, which is trying to tell like a story to an extent and has sort of an arc to it and mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. part of a long running franchise where the narrative is developing, I think it should be held to a slightly different standard than something like a Crash Bandicoot or something, or like, which I know is not always 2D or, or wait, do they I, even have any 2D ones, Crash Bandicoot? No, it's all 2 Well, platformers, for example. Like platformers. Yeah, I actually think Crash is a much better comparison to Metroid than Hades. Totally. Is. I just, I just, the reason I bring it up is because I just think that Metroid weirdly fits, specifically Metroid Dread, fits into a slightly different category because it is part of like an ongoing saga mm-hmm. and there's like storytelling elements and there is like, you know, it says in the um, official description that it, this is a sequel to Metroid set after the events of Metroid Fusion. Yeah. So like it is part of a longer, grander narrative and I think that that should be taken into account because if you're someone who's trying to get into the Metroid franchise mm-hmm. and, or if you're someone who is curious about Samus as a character or want, you know, yeah. whatever, this is a high barrier to entry. Whereas a Super Mario Brothers game, even if it is too hard to like ever beat fully, you know, maybe you still have like some fun, you know, they're party games. Sure. It's like, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, uh, it's, they're very different games in a lot of ways. We've talked about, it. it's very hard to compare video games to video games unless yeah. they're like in the same franchise, like right. in, a, totally. in a lot of ways. It's, it's a difficult thing to do. Subjectivity is like, uh, again, I think I've had a much harder time with some Mario games than I've had with Metroid. Yeah. I, I just recently played, um, the most recent Crash Bandicoot game, which I thought was way more challenging than Metroid yeah. in like a really... And I, and I like a lot of the stuff you're saying, I felt very similarly about Crash, where I was like, oh, yeah. this is like, this is just designed poorly and mm. it is really frustrating. But I, I guess like because that wasn't my experience with this game... Yeah. I, I would that's that's the only counter that I have to your Isn't it interesting when each of us are bad at a game the game is fundamentally designed poor Well that's, <laughs> I mean, that's that's like kind of like, and I'm not saying you're like bad at this game or like no, this I, types of game but I do think that like by nature the fact that like that I didn't have that experience I would art use that as the counter to your like it mm. is just designed bad I guess yeah, I mean, again, I wish, like, I could, like, record gameplay footage yeah, to show, totally. like, a, again, mechanics not working in the game for me. I, I don't know. I, that, that's a separate conversation. Like, yeah. And, I, I, and, like, I, because, like, as we, as we mentioned at the beginning, I use the Pro Controller. I've always had issues with my Joy-Con. I think that if that's the timing, because I didn't really think about that, obviously, mm, because I didn't yeah. really have that issue. If that's a problem, 
that if that was a problem that you had with the controller, like not to like, oh, it's the controller's fault or whatever, but I know how the Joy-Cons are. That's an issue too. Like then it, it should it was, be designed and, for the Joy-Con. If, and if it was simply a controller issue, then I don't think I would be as harsh on that. I think the controller was just like the cherry on top where it's like, it's already, I think a, a again, I've said it, not to, I'm not trying to like throw dirt yeah. onto the wound or whatever, but like, because I do think it is poorly designed uh, after a certain point in that game, um, when you throw in a couple of deaths that are, because of the shitty controls, like so frustrating. That was just so annoying. Yeah. Um, like I, you know, again, an hour and a half in, twenty tries in, and then oh, I'm doing well, and I hit the wall and don't jump off of it or yeah. whatever. Like that's what, what gets frustrating. Totally. And there's like a million things going behind the scenes of a video game. Like I don't know anything about sure, game development yeah. or something like that. No, that, yeah. that. But that that happens all the time. Just, I, totally. Just for the sake of like my own closure on this um, this topic here. So like my main thing, what I've been waiting to talk about is that point that I think is valid, where there's a, a very clear point in this game where they stop being creative and clever with the bosses, and it's just rigorous for the sake of rigorous. Your argument to that if i'm not mistaken is that they are meant to be different experiences uh i think that the main bosses that we talk about in the like at the end of a at the end of each like section or whatever yeah i don't i don't think they stopped the creative i think they always had some sort of element mm -hmm. to that to me i think maybe it got a little more challenging and i definitely preferred some over the others like maybe i really like that lava one i think that might have been my favorite boss in the yeah. whole game potentially um but i will say that there's that I do think that the the one of the biggest challenges that you had, and me, me too, I thought the Chosen mm -hmm. Guards are probably harder than some of like the main bosses as well. I wouldn't. I, I think they just operate in a different kind of way. Mm -hmm. I, and I think that they uh, personally, I didn't hold them to the same standard as the main bosses. It, they just felt different to me. Like mm -hmm. it felt like a mini boss. And I think the reason we're calling them a mini boss is because there's some sort of distinction though again i understand what you're saying that you can't go past it so it's a barrier of entry and so that's frustrating and, yeah. I, and I totally get that but i do think that like i wouldn't agree with your point that they stopped getting creative with the bosses mm. but i wouldn't call the chozo guards a bosses in the same way that we have been i guess and what's your thought on that well i think my what i mean is that boss are not a boss i think the what Jimmy is saying, I agree with in that there is another boss after that double Chozo guard fight mm -hmm. that I don't think you got to, which is like, um, it's the one where, um, there's like the tentacles on the side. You're in the, the front of the ship. It's like, yes. it's like, a, it's an ex parasite is like taken over. Like That's a, what it is. That one was the hardest one. I enjoyed that one. It, it, was really it was really hard. Yeah. Um, so there, there are other bosses after that point. I think the problem is that, for me, it's what you were saying, Jimmy, about it started to become like a gauntlet mm -hmm. where it's just like, oh, I'm just, you know, trying to progress and get to the end. And then for kind of no narrative reason, no gameplay reason, no any reason, I just walk in a room and it's like, ah, two more Chozo guards. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, it's just sort of, especially with the Chozo soldiers, there's like five of them. Yeah. And I definitely remember being like, okay, I mean, this is like the third or fourth time I've done this and it hasn't it's not really changing that dramatically but it's still kind of hard in the same way like I don't feel like I've gotten significantly better to the point where it feels like it's a breeze to get mm -hmm. through these guys and it does stop your progress cold and it, it just become it just to me that feels slightly lazy just because it's like clear that they wanted to have some kind of hallmark here to be like and now you have to progress 
yeah. through this, but they just stopped creating enemies. They yeah. just started putting the same ones in your path in different quantities, and it, that felt repetitive. I, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll definitely agree with you. Particularly towards the end when you really... I do think a, a good game will feel like you're running downhill a little bit at mm-hmm. the end of a game. I This is a very hot take, but... Um, I really like the way that Zelda bosses typically, the very final incarnation of the boss is typically not that hard. It's really just like, you just gotta not fuck up. You no, know? I, I like that. I love in Breath of the Wild um, how the first part of the fight is genuinely challenging and quite a hard boss battle. But if you can make it past that, that second one is like not that hard. Yeah, and it's more visual. It's really much more just like, so you can, especially when with something like Breath of the Wild, you have like, it's like a huge... I, I yeah. could go on a whole other thing about how great that last sequence is in Breath of the Wild, but um, it, you really want it to feel satisfying and climactic, and you want that, like, your heart pumping. And, you know, when you have to do a boss battle, like, 15 times, like, your heart stops pumping because yeah. you're not caught up in the narrative anymore. You're caught up in just the challenge of yeah. it, which is fine. It's just, like, I would much rather feel like, towards the end of a game, I'd much rather feel like I'm just swept up in the narrative, the the, the fact that we're racing towards some sort of climax rather than feel like, oh, I'm so close, and then I got stopped by two. two well, I, I totally agree with you, but which is why I was saying earlier how I really liked that the last Emmy was kind of a cutscene, and the yeah. last, literal last boss yeah. is the essentially that first-person kind of thing. Right, right. I, I, I totally I, agree with you. I didn't mind you. that the Emmy, that Emmy was a cutscene. I just have to take narrative issue with the hand sure, device. Sure. Like, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and I think Ravenbeak was definitely not the hardest boss. No, but it still was that. It, it didn't hit that... Um, easy it wasn't e- yeah it I, wasn't I hear what you're saying. It, it just it because it becomes this thing where i'm just not invested in the climax at right. all because yeah. i'm just focused on it's just no room for vibes or enjoyment it's just right. okay dodge dodge watch out for this attack watch out for this attack fire 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 watch out watch out and yeah. it's like so it's it's not as compelling i think um too and maybe maybe my last point on this is um you know i, I think if uh i don't know like Zelda uh, Twilight Princess, for example, mm-hmm. there's um, the Cave of Ordeals. You yes. That? Yep. So, like, there, um, in the Cave of Ordeals, and it was genuinely fun, there is um, uh, a room that, and it's a very small room, right? And, like, there's a room that has three, I think they call them uh, De- Deku Knights or Deku Knights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, one of those guys is a mini boss, like, literally a mini boss yeah. in the Temple of Time. Right. And, it's, and then this is like, there's three of them and they're close and it's like, what the hell? This is impossible. But that's totally optional, totally just a boss rush. Yeah. Like, and, and and that is okay to me, even if that is very hard. Like, I could imagine a scenario where it's like, oh, like, Metroid, like, challenge zone or whatever, which is maybe you unlock yeah. after the main story where you fight, like, a just stupid amount of bosses that... Yeah. Yes, you can get through. It's not impossible, but like it is more of that just chaotic energy. Yeah. But then, then it's like I know what I'm signing up for. Um, right. If you're a player who wants a gauntlet like that and wants combat difficulty and want like, yeah. there's, it's really easy to like pepper in like a, a boss rush or whatever like on the side of a game for players and, to play. It doesn't they, need to be incorporated into the main but story. I, but I guess I would, I guess I would just say that Metroid is that game. But 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 Metroid wasn't that game for the first four hours. It was much more engaging and fun with the boss fights. Right, and that, but, that's you know, well, you that, I mean that's so, that's yeah. kind of like the that's kind of like our point of contention here is that yeah. like I I I I think that that continued to sure, be that it didn't right fair enough. But, but totally understand. But again, because Metroid yeah. is a game that has a story and it's part of like well, I don't I actually saga. don't know if that's true. Not that I'm well, downing you, but just from what I know. But like 
not that I think it's not, but I just, yeah. I have, I've, this is like literally all of our first time. No, totally. Metroid, so I, don't I don't know, know if there's some sort it's of like. It's just interesting that the language of this does say it's set after the events of Metroid Fusion. Like it mm-hmm. does, for better or for worse, it does seem to have some sort of narrative consistency or at least like a, um, I don't know, a timeline mm-hmm. of some my, kind. My understanding is that this is like a sort of unique in the amount of story that it has in a game like this. Mm. And it's also been a really long time since, I think it's 10 years since the last 2D Metro game. It's or been a long time. It's the 3DS one, right? Yeah. Well, it's, let's it's, see when Metroid Fusion came. It, it's been a long time since since mm. a game like this. So there's been a lot of advancements since then. So like, uh, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, yeah. I just think that, that that's not the point of this game, but rather just a little, in my little like X factor. Metroid Fusion is 2002. Yeah. Right. So it's been 20 years since the last is 2D. Is Metroid Other M? A side scroller. Hang on. Let me I look. think I think this is not the most recent 2D Metroid game, but yeah. I do think that it is a sequel. Like you said, it's a sequel it's to a Fusion, sequel. but it's not the... There was... Yeah, well, that exactly. makes the, the point even more towards some sort of narrative timeline. If, if Metroid Fusion is not the most recent 2D side scroller before Dread, then it means they're putting it in like a specific order for some sort of narrative reason, I assume. Yeah. Maybe. But I, I do think that you oh, would yeah, probably have... called Metroid Zero Mission in 2004. My guess is that you would both have the same opinion on or my guess is that all three of us would have the same opinion on metroid fusion i don't yeah. know i haven't played it but like that I played it at summer camp i remember being on the game boy really yeah. oh fusion fusion yeah oh wow. I, don't know. I mean I've but never, that was like me playing kind of my friend's tell. game boy right didn't definitely didn't complete that game sure, but, sure i would be i yeah. i would i mean i would actually be really interested to play fusion i i i've i've heard people How say <laughs> I've, I've heard people say that this is like just as hard as the other ones and that people are just like remembering incorrectly or people have I've heard people say this is way harder yeah I, I don't know I don't have anything to like compare it to really but um yeah I don't know I think you I, know what's an interesting sorry this is one more sort of thing about difficulty that's interesting is I wonder if there's room um for games to have difficulty settings that aren't necessarily tied to like easy medium hard mm-hmm. mostly because I'm thinking of Fire Emblem mm-hmm. um Three Houses which has a really interesting difficulty setting to it where you can play in classic mode or you can play in like I don't permadeath? know. Well, classic mode is permadeath mode. Oh, okay. But there's um so like in Fire Emblem, just for context, and I know Robert, you haven't played Fire Emblem Three Houses, but like it's turn-based um, you know, combat strategy. And you can play at the beginning, you can choose to either play in classic mode or non-classic mode, whatever it's called. And in classic mode, when a uh, player of yours dies, you lose them for the entirety of the game. Mm. And uh alternatively you can choose it where they're like oh they're like in the medical tent or whatever and like they'll come back at the end of each turn of combat or not turn of combat but each combat scenario and that's a really interesting way to do it because it's not like they're changing the difficulty of how to play the game it's just they're just saying hey if you don't want this like extra stress of like dealing with permadeath and like having to re-strategize based on that well here's a little forgiveness Mm -hmm. so you can still play the game have it be fun, but it's not like, oh, you're playing on like little baby mode, yeah, you know? Uh, I, I, I but like, like or you're junior, yeah, mode exactly. Or you're game. playing on like super ultra boss mode, you know? It's yeah, just I like mean, a, it's that. It's more about preference. I, I think, than I, about difficulty. yeah. I mean, I mean, that's that's why I think this is such a hotly contested topic mm. in the video game industry yeah. in general, is because there's a lot of ways to approach it. I'm I'm assuming it's actually quite difficult to implement from like a developing I'm standpoint sure, yeah. too. But like yeah, I mean to your point, like I, I mean I 
can't, I don't mean to keep playing or bringing it back, but I just played it. So Crash 4, there's a couple of settings where you, when you die, you either, like if you lose all your lives, you go back not to the checkpoint, but to the beginning of the level. Right. Versus mm-hmm. that didn't really mean anything to me. And I, I actually think it's kind of stupid because you do end up getting a lot of lives in the game anyways. But there was also stuff like under your character you could have like a little like reticle like that shows where you're going to land mm-hmm. versus just like nothing there mm-hmm. that's something that you can like add i played in the classic mode just because yeah. it was what i was used to i found it kind of distracting but like so yeah i mean i think that's an option but i don't think there could have been something like that for metroid from what no, I'm, listen i'm not a game developer i'm not saying like oh you know what would have been really smart is to do this i just mean that designing games um with elements like that in mind because to, to suit because if if kind of your argument is that it's not about difficulty it's about play style because you're saying you know oh you guys are not as into like the 2d platformers and like the repetition so it's like it would be nice if if some games would if there were ways to adjust it to suit play style more so than difficulty yeah but i but like like i said earlier i actually do think that generally speaking i think all video games should have i mean with a couple exceptions have to have only two difficulty exceptions, yeah. but they should always have two. Well, but with Kina, my thing was, um, the Kina had difficulty levels, and um, towards the end of our playing of that game, I turned it down to story mode. I had it on normal, but I was just like tired of it and just ready yeah. to move on. And I found the story mode like frankly yeah. insulting. The difficulty, yeah. the difficulty on that game was fucking well, but awful. the but the story mode was it was literally it was insulting. It was yeah. like not even a game anymore. It was like I didn't get hit once i didn't you know mm-hmm. so there that bothers me too because i feel like well okay i'm someone who like wants to have like some challenge and yeah. like i want to be engaged yeah. and thinking but i don't want to feel like i'm banging my head against the wall that that's yeah. that's why i mean i'm sure that's why they didn't do this because that's i mean it is really such a fine-tuned kind of thing yeah. like and uh can I, the difference between normal and i didn't even play anything beyond normal because normal because yeah. i thought normal was really hard it but was, yeah, i'm playing hard. i'm playing uh horizons or i think we're all about to play mm-hmm. horizons Zero Dawn informally i'm playing on hard and i find it super easy so like there's mm. there's so many you also play that game three times now right right like, that's true not but, to like expose you but no no, no, no. I, I mean and, and uh, like as you play a game more times it'll get easier and easier like i've replayed a couple of zelda games before and like each time i'm like this is getting it gets way easier because you remember all the puzzles and you remember yeah. how to do everything right yeah. no it's Part of the difficulty of a game is learning how to do it the first time, you know? I like, wonder... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. All I was going to say is, like, Breath of the Wild was obviously such a, like, reinvention for the Zelda platform. Yeah. And, like, I remember being a seasoned, long-time Zelda fan, really feeling like I started from the very beginning in Breath of the Wild because it was just about learning the controls, and then yeah. as the game goes on, it gets easier and easier. Yeah. And with Metroid, that never happened. It just was, like, it was just, like, difficult from start to finish and, like, at the same, operating at the same speed. And so that doesn't feel like challenge or progression where i'm getting better at it it just feels like it just again to use i think your word about a gauntlet is like really yeah apt. i wonder for for me personally um like how much my experience would have been improved if uh they even did small things like had a life uh meter for the bosses just to know where i stood with them mm, yeah like I, I almost wonder like what would this game have been like for me if the controls weren't so funky um the mechanics worked more regularly regularly uh and there was like a boss health meter or whatever Mm -hmm. because i think that was also the tough part is like man like doing things like all right turn 15 and i have no idea if i was close or not yeah um even with that final 
or the, with the, the double Chozo guards, like when I did ultimately end up beating it, I had no idea I was getting close. It just all of a sudden happened. Right. Which was like, didn't make That's interesting. I, I didn't think about that. I, yeah. I, I, I do. Because that doesn't change the difficulty, but it, just to know where I stand might have like I think, given I think me a morale bit more plays a big part in most video games. I, I, I think, and that's why I think they probably have that. And it's interesting. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. I don't, I think that would have been. We should probably do closing. <laughs> yeah. Closing <laughs> Whatever. Thank you for the millions of people that have listened <laughs> to all two hours of this conversation. If you're still listening and you tweet out as lads five, we'll give you a Tesla or if something. You're still, yeah. like, <laughs> if you're still here, hi mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bold of you to assume your mother is going to listen to two hours She's of gonna, talking about Metroid. Is um, it only two my, hours? I'd be proud first of that. First of all, my mom is a gamer through and through. She's the one who got me into Mario. Like, yeah, I mean, my big big gamers in my house she my, played the original super mario brothers on the snes um like until four in the morning throwing the controller on the ground like she's more <laughs> hardcore than me yeah my, I, my mom played uh the wii super mario brothers with me but i ultimately ended up just carrying her as a toad across the <laughs> entire map so i've done that with a friend before <laughs> let, yeah, let me let me do this just hold on yeah. Yeah. all right my mom plays it my mom really likes the mario games and she really likes the crash bandicoot games she likes mm, animal crossing yeah. um and she yeah i That's bought cool. i bought her animal crossing because like because i i think you know i got like three of the animal crossing switches like on accident because yeah. i was doing it and i gave one yeah. of them to her for on like accident a, like, <laughs> i gave you yeah, she, sure. she really likes that i think she hasn't been playing it recently but anyway, she she when she played Sorry. the mario games she would always like she has she has a game boy and she would use the game boy and she would always tilt it like mm. to try and make yeah. it like go like well, further who, in a jump or something like that born has not tilted a controller <laughs> to like yeah. make a turn or who has not been hit in super smash brothers and said ouch that's the yeah. that's the best part of the switch is that when you're using the controller like the cart you actually do if you're using to the, quote like, tilt a fan controls. favorite quote of ours you're actually so immersed, you're actually <laughs> so immersed. <laughs> well i think that's a i think that's a great way to end it um really great conversation do we want to do like wrap up thoughts? Or I is would that crazy? love to do like a sentence or two. Oh, oh yeah, sure. In conclusion, your yeah. Own. In, in conclusion, in conclusion, let's. I, I uh, just want to get one more jab in. Let's <laughs> let's go let's go let's go reverse order. Uh, Great, yeah. So that's you. Cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you haven't found out by now, I was very <laughs> upset with this game. Um, I I again respectfully agree to disagree with Robert. I, I do not think it was a well put together game for the reasons that you know we've been just talking about for three hours or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it's only two. It's only two. Only two hours. That actually uh, that's not so bad. We're we're gonna like come up right on the two hour mark. I think. Oh, perfect. Okay. Perfect. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think what I'm interested to say here at the end uh, is I, I, I'm, this might have been one and done for me for the Metroid um, franchise with the exception of Prime, which I obviously know is very different. I was going to say, like, yeah. I would do Prime, but I don't think I would do Prime on another 2D. And I'm so sad because I, I really wanted to like this game and I think it let me down. But, um, but you know, well, I can't even say that I did it. Say it right <laughs> say it right again. Yes, uh, for the record, um, two out of five lads uh and uh, yeah well hopefully we'll have to see how prime does when it eventually comes out if it yeah, comes knock out. on wood knock on wood um yeah i mean i uh i love this game it's my first time in the metroid franchise franchise and it kind of exceeded some of my a lot of my expectations for it uh, i had a blast with the mechanics uh i thought it was like so easy and anyone who had difficulty with it's probably just like awful <laughs> at video games <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> where'd Jim, you get that gun, yeah, Jack? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy and I are wielding weapons. Uh, Talking guns. <laughs> I'm sharpening a spear. <laughs> it has come to my attention that many of you are stroking guns. <laughs> um, I, I, I really had a great time with it. I, um, and uh, I'm excited to potentially play other games uh, it, like it uh, in the future. And I'm, I'm really happy that... Um, I was able to experience this game for the first time. I'm sure uh, very unique in that in a lot of ways, but um, it, was, it was great. And a, a five out of five, rare five out of five lads yeah. made from this one. Fun fact, Robert's the only lad who has had fun this season. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a rough season for you guys. I feel really yeah. bad. Honestly, this game makes me look back at um, Deathloop, which we <laughs> rated also kind of middling um, and being like, you know what, I had a lot of fun playing that Death game. Was actually, the best game we've played so far. Most of my we're... complaints about that game were just narrative. Uh, the gameplay, I thought, was super fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also to sum up, um, I will just say, uh, put the fun back in video games. I, mean, <laughs> I just, I played Returnal earlier this year as well, and I found that to be also exceedingly difficult and like kind of taxing. And I, especially for um, full price games, you know, where you putting a lot of money down that really I uh call me crazy expect to have a little fun and um yeah I just really lost a lot of my whimsy for this game quite early on and it felt kind of like a chore I think objectively it has a lot of merits um really happy for all those metroid fans out there and um you can come find me at my apartment if you want to talk more and fight me no no no. it's so fine again just please leave a comment on our instagram post about how wrong jack and i are yeah it's yeah. total listen i i'm not a metroid fan so like or not i've not known i don't know the franchise super well so i psyched that nintendo took such a big swing with this game and mm -hmm. it felt at least super original and very um like a very interesting take on this franchise and on the side scroller ultimately it's a two out of five for me just because i personally on a subjective level did not have a lot of fun in the in the completion of this game and honestly i would have put it down a lot earlier not because of difficulty but just because of fun mm -hmm. which i think really to me is what speaks to the the difficulty rating question of is this game too hard or not it's like i would actually probably say firmly no it's just that there's i would have put it down earlier just for the entertainment value um, or lack thereof Great. Well, um, awesome discussion. Um, it was a lot more civil than I thought it was going to be. And I think... Well, when the microphone goes off. Yeah. Just going to throw hands. Uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you've listened to this, this is probably after we've posted our full write-up, maybe before. Yeah. I don't know what is going to happen with this, but we're, we're going to be... We'll have on our website, ladzugames.com, a full... Um, write up about you know a particular topic of of metroid dread as well as a lot of other information please check that out check us out on instagram at lads who game twitter at lads who game and and do it soon because the lads are disbanding yeah this is the last one. all right thanks for listening thank you so much for listening to this episode of lads who pod if you're interested in keeping up with the lads, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Lads Who Game and can read our more detailed analysis of this game and more on our website, ladswhogame.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a rating, and tell your friends.